Welcome back to the Board Game Battles podcast, uh, episode 16. My name is Randall, I'm your host, and with me today are my co-hosts, Jeff and Drew. Hello. Hello. Um, it's been, uh, we've been on for one year now. Um, we're on episode 16, so we haven't quite done two a month. We've gotten over a little, little over one a month, but uh, we've been going fairly regularly th- this year. Just back from our little hiatus for August, where we're all fairly busy with vacations and and volunteer um, gigs. So it's good to be back and getting some games to the table and talking to you about them. Uh, Today we're going to be um, talking about two uh, dungeon crawl style games. Uh, Both use uh, tile placement and um, variable player powers. The two we're going to be talking about are Dungeon Run versus Masmora, Dungeons of Arcadia. Um, you'll you'll when we go through these games you'll you'll recognize that they're definitely heavily influenced on each other. Well uh Masmora is definitely heavily influenced on Dungeon Run because it's it's quite a bit older than Masmora. But uh it, you know makes a quite a few changes to it to it on its own. Um then after we uh finish this discussion we will be doing our um, little bit of preview of um, the latest Imperial Assault news that was released at the end of August there. And we'll also be discussing a little bit about uh, taking a look at the new Star Wars Legion uh, game that's going to be coming out. So, let's get started. Uh, first game we're going to be talking about, Dungeon Run. came out in 2011. The designer is Mr. Bistro. He only has a few titles to his name. Um, the first was one called Song of Deeds and Glory I'm not familiar with. But then Dungeon Run came out in 2011. Then he's done a few Summoner Wars expansions after that. Um, but he, yeah, he hasn't done a, a lot of uh, designing. Um, back when Dungeon Run came out 2011, there was some discussion about a sequel, um, but never really panned out. Uh, it's hard to say. It, it quite possibly got dropped as soon as games like uh, Masmora came out because they're so close. Maybe he just decided that it wasn't worth doing a sequel. It's hard to say. Um, it's never, there's been a lot of speculation, but no real uh, details on that. Uh, artists, uh, John Ariosa, Michael S. Kelly, and Sir, Sergi Marset. Uh, publishers, Plaid Hat Games. Mechanisms, they list. Area movement, dice rolling, modular board and variable player powers and has a 6.3 rating on BGG out of 1.4 thousand uh, votes. So uh, looking at this game, the rule book, it's, a, it's actually a fairly nice little rule book. Uh, everything's laid out quite well in it. There's a lot of really good diagrams in it. Um, it, it takes you through fairly easily. I don't recall um, having to hunt too much through it as we were playing. Um, there's a couple times maybe that I had to go through and try to find, you know, try to resolve a question. But for the most part, um, the rulebook was, you know, fairly straightforward um, for how, how it worked. Uh, components, fairly typical cardboard style components with some plastic miniatures. There's a total of eight different um, classes you can be or characters you can be in this game. Each one has its own little miniature, a character card, and a little set of cards that represent abilities for that character. Miniatures are not overly 
well produced. They're you know they're, they're back in 2011. They're the typical plastic kind of miniatures you get with a game like this. So you know low detail, low detail. Yeah, they're smaller, not 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 very large. Um, you could make out what it was fairly. You know, it, it looked fine. It looked like it's a little picture. But it wasn't the highest quality. And one or two of them were not attached to their bases the best way. Like they're yeah. a little thin on the plastic at the base. They were kind of thin, some mm-hmm. of them. Um, my copy was an older copy that I had picked up um, at a at a auction. So it um, it you know, it's hard to say how long it had been played before we got a hold of it. But um, yeah, um, it has a bunch of cardboard tokens. Everything, the cardboard's fine. It's not like overly thick cardboard, but it's not too thin either. So it's it's your typical cardboard thickness for, for that kind of thing. Uh, there's various cards throughout the game. Um, there's treasure cards that you can get and encounter cards. Um, typical board game quality. You know, nothing special again. It's it's a it's a fine produced game, especially when it con- considering it came out in 2011, and you know that's really before the big heyday of um, huge kickstarters that would amp up the quality um, of their games um, based on how much money they brought in and and before some of the publishers that got really well known for the the quality of their games really um, stole the scene it became huge so it, it, it at the time it's your typical kind of board game quality um, not bad but not exceptional either the rules um, going through the rules of this game it's a fairly it's a, it's a fairly straightforward kind of well some I should say fairly straightforward not it's not an overly complex game. Basically, everybody has a character. Um, if you take a look, there's eight different that come in the box. There's two of each particular type, and type being there's um, prayer, uh, war. What are the other talent? Two? Talent, prayer, war, talent, and magic. And you could only when you're selecting characters among your players, you have to, everyone has to choose something different, um, unless. That's already been done, and then you could choose a second of a different type. So in a five- or six-player game, you can double up on, on types. So everybody gets their character, they um, get their miniature, and the, the upgrade cards available to them. Their, the character cards all have you know the name, uh, tells you, you know race and type of character it is, gives you a brawn, magic, skill, and life values. Brawn being for combat, magic being for magical combat, Skill usually being for tests of some type, and life is your hit points. Every character will have a, one or two special abilities that you'll use throughout the game. And then every character also has a special ability that gets unlocked at the once you get to a certain point in the game. And that's the summoner ability. So what that means is this game takes place in the same world as Summoner Wars. So if you're familiar with the Summoner Wars... The whole point of this game is that you are trying to become a summoner. And the do that is you're trying to get to the end boss, defeat him, and then also then grab the summoning stone. And the first player to do that become, you know, unlocks their summoner power. Um, they get a bit more uh, control over the game. Um, how the game works is every um, the first player token will rotate um, from round to round. But as soon as somebody grabs a summoning stone, they're always the first player going forward. And then once uh, you have the summoning stone, you're trying to get out of the dungeon um, before anyone can stop you. Uh, you also gain control over the event deck, which I'll talk about in a moment here. 
So what happens is everybody starts on the on the um, the central entrance piece, and and this is sort of a this isn't really a cooperative game, but there are times where you'll want to cooperate. In in theory, you know, if you're trying to get through some vicious uh, creatures, or at the end of the game, maybe the people who don't have the summoning stone are maybe cooperating to get the person who does. But it's it's considered a um, I guess maybe a semi-co-op, but it's mostly player versus player. And how the game works is, during your turn, you can take, um, I think it's two different actions. Yep. Yeah, two actions. Of the actions, the the different actions in the game are move, escape, battle, equip, search, and advance. Uh, So what you'll typically do if you're on a, a tile by yourself, you do the move action. So you'll move into a new space. You'll choose, you know, if there's multiple entrances on the tile you're on, you'll choose an entrance. And then you'll take uh, a random tile um, from the stack, flip it over, and put it down. And depending on the type of tile, you'll more than likely have to encounter something. But what will happen is most tiles, if it's, if it's a standard tile, will have two values on the bottom corner. A treasure value and an encounter value. And what it is, is it's a dice faces. So like on this example, I have an example tile here. Treasure on a 1, 2, or 3. Or an, and an encounter on a 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. So the player will roll a die and look at that chart. And if it matches either either value or both, then those things will happen. So if you're on, like on that particular example, if I rolled a 1, a treasure would be on that tile and an encounter. Uh, if, if both are there, then the treasure card will go down. Then you would take the encounter card and put it on top of it, and you have to deal with the encounter first. The type of encounters there are, um, typically, are either uh, creatures that you'll have to defeat. Uh, they could be traps you'll have to um, avoid or disable. Or they could be strangers, um, which you'll have to deal with. You'll have to read the card for the stranger and do what it says. Battle is essentially just rolling dice. So you'll, you know, if it's um, every creature card has a number of stats on it as well. They'll have an attack stat, meaning um, the number of dice that they will roll to attack you. They'll have a power uh, chart, which shows the dice faces that that creature will hit you on. They'll have a defense um, stat, meaning that um, you need to roll that number or higher to hit that creature. And they'll have uh, an escape stat. If you try to escape from that creature, you'll have to roll higher than that number to escape. And then they'll have life, how many many hit points that creature has. And they'll usually have a special ability as well. So you're going to go through, encounter the creatures. If you defeat the creature, you can try to pick up the treasure, using one of your actions to pick up a treasure and decide what you're going to do with that treasure, if you're going to equip it or just hold on to it as loot. Um, if you're just if you're just holding on to it as loot, it just goes down face down in a little pile in front of you. But if you're equipping it, then you have a certain number of spots you can equip. So you have like a head spot, a body spot, right and left hand kind of thing, and potentially a waist. I can't remember exactly. But you're you're equipping treasure to try to improve your stats. One of the uh, special abilities is advance, and what that is, every time you defeat an encounter card, you get to hold on to it. And you can take two encounter cards when you have them and then do the advance action. And that's essentially leveling up. And what you'll do is um, go through the deck of special abilities. 
Uh, you start the game with one special ability as well. So at the very beginning of the game, you get to pull two cards from your deck, choose one, and put the other one in the disc, you know, try to discard the other one. But uh, during an advance, you also get to choose, you know, pull two cards, choose one, and put the other away. So then that's how you level up, is you'll slowly advance by getting those cards. And every time you advance, you also get to increase one of your stats, brawn, magic, or skill, by putting a plus one token with it. Um, so yeah, that's the, uh, that's the advancing. Uh, other things you can do on your turn were, um, I don't know, right here, escape. So if you, um, if you're at a, if you have a creature that you can't, you don't think you're going to be able to, um, battle, you can try to escape him. So you'll roll your skill, uh, trying to getting, trying to get the escape number for that particular creature. And if you do, then you can leave the tile battle. If, um, when, when you encounter a creature, you have to battle it right away. Um, but if you don't defeat it on subsequent rounds, you can decide to continue battling it. So you'll take a battle action to fight it. Equip. When you find uh, treasure, you can choose to equip it. Or you can choose to equip loot that you've put away and you haven't equipped yet and decide you want to equip it now. Search is uh, when you when there's treasure on a square, you can use the search action to pick it up. And uh, that's it. That's essentially the six actions you have. Yeah, essentially that's that's the whole kind of deal with the game. Everyone's going from tile to tile. There are special tiles. There are like a set number of green tiles, and those are special. Uh, they will typically, they're not necessarily traps, but they're not always good. Um, there's like the well room where you can uh, draw an encounter card, and then if, if you want, you can discard one of your treasures to roll a die and try to get a special sword. Um, in this game, there are a few artifacts, so there's a lot of treasure, and the treasure can be weapons it can be potions or whatever uh, but there's, there's a few artifacts the summoning stones one artifact that um, the only way to get is to defeat the end boss but the uh, other artifacts there's like a sword there's a magic tome and i think that's it there's a special sword a magic tome there's a summoning stone oh there's one other thing i think hammer yeah i think it was a hammer or something like that so that was the fourth artifact and the artifacts um, can be class-specific, and so can some of the magic items. So when you find a, a special item, it'll tell you if it's restricted to a particular type of character. So if it's like a war or a prayer character, um, you may only be able to equip it if it's one of yours. Um, but that's that's essentially it for those kind of items. Um, there's a, a boss room that um, sits off to the side of the, the table. And at the beginning of the game, there's a they have a set number. They have a few different bosses you could potentially encounter. And what you'll do is you shuffle the bosses, take one and stick it underneath the boss tile. And the boss tile doesn't get placed until you run out of um, regular room tiles. And once the last room tile is placed, then the boss tile shows up from the farthest point from the entrance. Um, so because you can branch off in multiple ways in this game, uh, one person could be or one one branch could go say seven tiles away from the entrance the other branch could go three the boss will show up and the at the end of the seventh the seven branch whatever but the farthest away it can be from the entrance that's where the boss will show up once the boss shows up um it, it acts like a creature as well now oh, there's one thing i i didn't forget to mention how the turn orders work is someone starts as the start player everyone gets to go then when it gets back to the start player they do the dungeon turn which is um, if there are monsters that can roam, that's not that aren't aren't with a current hero, then they'll they'll get to move. Uh, I think it's a couple spaces, 
one or two spaces. If and I think that's essentially it. Um, that's literally all there is to the uh, the wandering monster phase. It, it, when it gets to that dungeon phase, if there's a free monster, it'll roam, trying to get to a hero. After that happens, the first player token passes to the uh, next player on the left. They start as first player, and it goes around again until it gets to them, and another dungeon action happens. So that's how the turn orders work. Um, when you get to the boss, um, it kind of acts like a monster as well. So if um, if the boss isn't with a hero, like if he shows up and a hero's not with him, he moves as well, but he has a special thing is he can teleport anywhere in the dungeon. So whoever is in control at that point can teleport him to somewhere, even onto another player. And, and that's essentially how the game works. As soon as he's defeated, um, the summoning stone drops, and then somebody can pick it up and equip it. And as soon as that happens, it's a race for the clock to get out. Uh, player deaths in this game, um, until that summoning stone is uh, picked up, player deaths work. If you die, you sort of turn on your side, uh, you'll, and then during your next turn, the only thing you get to do is stand up, but then you'll stand up with um, half your health, and then eventually you'll get to go again. So it's a little bit slow to uh, act again once you've been um, once you've been knocked out. Uh, after the summoning stone's been picked up by a player, if you die, then you're out. That's the end of the game for you. There's a few free actions as well that you can do during your turn that don't cost you anything, and they're all they're te- te- technically um, situational. Uh, one is disarm. So if you draw a trap card, you can try to disarm it right away. Um, there's also assist and sabotage, and this is where the cooperative, competitive nature comes in. If two players are in the same hex, and one of them is trying to do a test, either against a creature or something, uh, the other players can choose to either assist them or sabotage them. If they're assisting, then what happens is you take the appropriate stat. If it's a combat, it'd be battle. If it's a magic, it'd be magic. And the player who's doing the action would get half of the value of your dice to the to the test, I think that's what it was, or is it yep. just two? Yeah, half of your brawn, half of your brawn, or half of your magic. That's right. Um, if it's sabotage, uh, what happens is you say you're sabotaging them, and they roll two less dice regardless. Uh, but they always get to roll at least one die. So if they had a two in the stat, they'll still get to roll one. But that's what there's is assist and sabotage. There's also the rally, which is a free action. So every time that you successfully do something, um, killing a monster assisting another hero or disarming a trap you can rally and essentially what that does is lets you heal so if you have any wounds you can you can get rid of a wound and uh during the end game if you're the uh the player with the summoning stone you also have the ability to summon and that is go through the event deck and summon a creature and and throw it out there to uh for the other players to have to deal with yeah i think if that's essentially it you do get re-rolls on the dice so um i think you get like one re-roll there are a number of abilities and items yeah, you get once per action, you can do a reroll. So when you roll your your your, um, your dice for a battle or whatever, you can take some dice and reroll them, and then that's it. You get one reroll. Uh, there might be abilities and items throughout the game that'll let you do additional rerolls, but um, typically you get one. Uh, so that's Dungeon Run. So we were trying it out because I thought it would make a really good pairing to Masmora. We did find that there are there are flaws with the game. It's an older game. It um, there were a few things. It was it, I didn't I liked it. I thought it was a good game, but there it, there were things that maybe show its age or could have been done a little bit better. Well, I think like 
immediately drew the first thing you said was we should be turning the first turn counter the other way yeah. instead of with gameplay yeah which made sense yeah like doing like in the bitter culture where the first player token will pass to the player on the right so that they become first player because whereas they were last player before they'll become first player the next round yeah, yeah. If, if the if the first player marker is moving in the same direction as as play um with four players it meant that if if i went if i had the first player marker and i go first this round it's it's six other people move again before, before it gets back do. to me yeah. right yeah so and but I, I mean that's that's something that's easily remedied in house rule yeah the, and most of the little fixes that we had for this game were are, easy are simple, house rules yeah, yeah. easy house Very rules easy. and I, I bet you had he continued developing for this this game i wouldn't be surprised if some of these things would have just come out naturally and I, I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of people are probably not you know doing them already but there is one thing that would be harder to fix and that was there was just not enough encounters. That's, well, not necessarily harder to fix, but having some kind of rule for respawning. Um, like there were yeah, maybe there's a, only one room that allowed for a respawn of an yeah. encounter. There's a room, I think, called the Den, where it would respawn if nothing was in it. And that was it. Well, it, it, I think it'd have, you'd have to give a little bit of thought to it. It's, it's not necessarily that um, there may not be enough encounters. Certainly the, with the roles that we had, there was less. Yeah, um, that's true. Because you roll on the die, you yeah. roll a die for each tile that come out, and you'll have like a, an encounter table. And yeah, you, you so, might roll that there's no encounter, no treasure, so you have like an empty tile, and or, then you never roll on there again. Or one of something when yeah. you know there was possibility for two. I don't know how it would have played out if if we had, um, you know, just essentially maxed everything. Like mm-hmm. if every t- every single time we we went into a new room, you know, we, you know max treasure and maxed you know encounters i i, I don't know but well because, i only didn't encounter time, something in one of my rooms yeah everything like my problem wasn't that i wasn't rolling encounters it that encounters weren't always encounters i encountered that's one true. monster yep. one trap <laughs> and then two strangers yeah and that was the extent of yeah. the game before we found the boss yeah and my encounters were all traps like i, I kept yeah. I'm, I'm like the warrior I'm going through, and I hit trap after trap after trap after trap. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, there is a limited number of of tiles, and yeah. since yeah, I think it was only the den that that you know there's potential for respawn. Yeah, yeah, and there it's... were there were too many tiles that were special tiles that didn't actually give you that didn't give you an any encounter. Kind of encounter. It was like the yeah. portcullis room where yeah, and and that, I'll be honest, that's that's kind of what I, I recognized right away in in the play was. I, I was actually intentionally avoiding you guys simply because I wanted a longer path to try to maximize the encounters, yeah. but I ended up with three of the green rooms. Yeah, which mm-hmm. meant you didn't get yeah. very many encounters. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's hard to say whether whether we would have had more, but I I like the idea that that more rooms could respawn. Yeah. Yes. Or even just give well that that I think a respawn would be nice and. For the regular rooms, I would just get rid of the whole rolling for an encounter. Guarantee an encounter per room and roll for the treasure. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, yeah. actually. Then, then you know, whether it's a trap or a creature or whatever, more encounters are going to be happening. People will get more encounter cards and have a better chance of uh, leveling up. Yeah. Because there wasn't a lot of leveling up. I, I think you I, leveled twice, twice. And, and the rest twice. of us leveled and the rest once. once. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was a pile of, pile of chits sitting on the table. Mm-hmm. There's no so, way any of them were getting used, really. No. Like, 
Now, maybe that's by design. They don't want to level up that quickly because I don't know if you were too high level, maybe the end boss would be too easy. Like, I can't remember how easy he was. No. Because you, you, Drew, you're the one who encountered him. Uh, I encountered him and immediately ran. Yeah. And then Marcus, <laughs> uh, I mean, very conveniently for me, he, he teleported the boss uh, Near the over, over to you guys. Yeah. So I just took my time working my way back, and you guys dealt with them until... Yeah, we did. And, and then I killed them. And you, then you picked up the treasure, because think, the way the treasure yeah. system works... Yeah, I picked up the treasure. ...was another weird thing, because it's like... Essentially, you and Marcus defeated him. Mm-hmm. I then, killed the boss, but I didn't have an action to pick up the treasure. Right. So I didn't get the summoning stone, which is a little ridiculous. Yeah. But then... Drew killed you because you picked it up and tried to run with it, yeah. and immediately get the, get all. And then everything. immediately he gets everything for killing you. So yeah. why is it different for players? Yeah, he killing can kill each me other? and get everything and equip well, it and right it's away. Not, it's not even just that that you can, uh, you know, I, I don't have to pick it up. I can immediately equip. Yeah, immediately yeah. Equip. it goes right into being equipped. So I had assisted Drew in defeating Randall's character in the thought that Drew couldn't actually get the stuff he had to move and then attack so he wouldn't have the action so when my turn came i could pick it up and run out Mm -hmm. but no they changed the rules for fighting character to character that they did for monsters and it just yeah yeah. so it was was immediately equipped and stepped one one you know one square out and that was over and then i don't know if we were supposed to look at the artifacts before or if we're supposed to just have an innate knowledge of what the artifacts were supposed to do yeah we didn't um, have them face up on the table maybe we should there's only four i encountered the the stranger that makes a special artifact you have to give him two pieces of treasure and i'm like well it's an artifact it's got to be good i trade in a pretty decent weapon and some other garbage that i couldn't use and i get an artifact that i couldn't even use for my class well i'll be honest i I think that that kind of uh that brings up another maybe issue that i had with the game in in that you know there there wasn't i mean there wasn't a ton of of uh equipment floating around yeah there was there was a little bit but a lot but of the we equipment we got for it. we didn't trade and a lot of the equipment you got you couldn't use yeah well well you had something that i could use and i had something you could use but, but it wasn't really great yeah it was just for traps or something and and then fortunately for me Randall had something after I killed him was you know was was actually quite good for my character, but that never got used because all I had to do was take a step. Okay, yeah, one step out. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I would I would have actually liked to seen more leveling, um, treasure more, being a little more actually, dynamic. I think a little bit more opportunity for for player cooperation, just so that there's an element of of when is that cooperation going to stop? Yeah. When when am I going to pull the rug out from under you? Yeah, because there's rules for trading, but there was a, never a reason to trade. Like yeah, not really. You, nope. you knew you were going to have to fight these people at the end, yeah. so yep. why would you give them something to help them? Yeah, yep. and the whole thing, just to clarify, um, where you automatically get the equipment and can equip it right away, is only when you defeat a hero in the end game. Yes, yes. which is still weird. It's it's still weird. It is. It's, yeah. it's, that's kind of a strange thing that they threw in there because normally when you defeat a hero, everything drops at the on the tile um, here. You need to spend an action to, to spend, pick up yeah, to the pick treasure up things, yeah. from monsters, but when it comes from a hero, you just what wear their skin all of a sudden. And run <laughs> you out you with get their all their stuff. stuff, and then you can leave right away. Yeah. So yeah, all all of that aside, all of that said, it was still there, fun. There, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was fun. But there was a point where I just turned to Jeff and I said, "This game just evolved into a game of chicken." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's all this work of exploring and defeating whatever in, you know encounters you might run across, 
you know, gathering up equipment, you know, defeating a trap. But at a certain point, like who's going to take the that boss is yeah. there. Who's going to be the one that that throws themselves at him, and then who's going to be the next guy that faces that person? And, yeah. and so yeah, it just kind of you know, Randall and Marcus jumped in to to take on the boss. Marcus um, went down for it. Yeah, mm-hmm, you were you mm-hmm. were lucky enough to to I be in the, the position to deal the the, yeah. the last blow, <laughs> and then. I was just in a position to wait for you to do that and for Randall to be weak enough for me to take a well, shot at and him. And I was perfectly positioned right next to the exit. You and I just yeah. stood so, by the exit and waited for Randall yeah. and Marcus to try and deal with it because we yeah. thought we were too weak to take it on. Yeah. And they oh, had was. some power. Yeah, I, I don't think I could have. You know, well, I, well, I would have gone down just like just like Marcus did. I had no magical equipment because I traded it in for a shit hammer. I couldn't yeah. He couldn't even use, yeah. yeah. And the, the ironic thing is the hammer was worse than the sword I traded it in for which was not a artifact yep so even trading for it was even if like i could use it it was worse than the weapon i traded it in yeah yeah i'm not sure uh, like certainly there was there were spots where we recognized there was you know possibility to fix you know little things with host rules yep uh i think some of the other bits might require a little bit more thought into how you could deal with it um but it wouldn't be hard well Especially after we discuss this next game, um, it wouldn't be hard to implement some of the stuff from that game in, into this. But then why not just go play it? Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> so let's just move on. Let's yeah. just go play it. Let's move on to Mazmora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mazmora, Dungeons of Arcadia. Uh, it came out just recently in 2017 from a Kickstarter from 2016. What's interesting is it's a re-implementation. Um, the original game... Uh, came out in 2014 and is called Masmora de Dados. And that one is a uh, Brazilian, uh, was released in Brazil, um, never got an English language release, and that was probably because they made the deal with Comini or not to bring out Masmora. Uh, the designers um, are Daniel Alves, Patrick Mathias, and Yoriko Cunha Neto. Mostly Patrick, or, or I'm sorry, mostly Daniel has done most of the designing out of them. Um, they all worked on Masmora, obviously, together. And then the reissue of Masmora, this Dungeons of Arcadia together. Uh, Daniel's also done a few other, looks like Brazilian games. Um, Casadores da Galaxia with a few expansions. Not too not, not familiar with any of these because they're not English language. So unfortunately, I, I don't know if they're any good. Um, Patrick's also... Um, Done one this year called Nomopolis. Uh, I took a brief look at that one. It, it does look a little interesting. So I don't know um, if it's been released yet or if it's coming out. But it, it looked like an interesting little game. So I'll, I'll have to look further into that one uh, myself. Uh, artists for this version: uh, Andrea or An- Andrea or Andrea. I'm not sure. Uh, Con Francesco, Louis Francisco, and Peter Walken. Uh, the publishers, Kumini or not, Edge Entertainment, Spaghetti Western Games, mechanisms they list, cooperative play, dice rolling, modular board, take that, and variable player powers. And it has a rating of 7.3 out of 1.3 thousand ratings. Rulebook, uh, typical style for um, Arcadia Quest and, and Kumini or not. So it's a book that, you know, it's, it's very nicely produced, a lot of pictures in it. Um, it's laid out nicely, although it can be hard to find things in it. There was quite a few times where I was looking through it, trying to find 
even something as simple as um, your your hand limit or your gold limit. If you weren't familiar with it, you're looking through this book trying to find it. it it's not in a in a nice convenient location that you can just say, "Oh, there it is, right there." And no you, index. You sort of no index. No index. Epic a, fail. Yeah. yeah. No index. A lot of rules. Because yeah, how many how many pages was the rule book? It's um, it's twenty twenty five pages. Yeah, and even with you know, like there's big chunks of artwork in it, but but you know, there's a decent amount of text. There's a lot of text, a lot of pictures. I, I think that one could have benefited from an index quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it could have. That being said, I, I mean, I when, that once you get the hang of it, it was you're not referencing it a lot. But. Yeah, um, out of the twenty five pages, two pages are dedicated to the alliance version of the game, which is the fully co op. Uh, two pages are de- dedicated to the epic game, which is sort of the the beefed up version of the main game, and then the rest of it is the main game. So the twenty one pages are all just set up and how to play the game. But again, it's it's nicely laid out. It's just it can, it's hard to find things in it when you're searching through that much text trying to answer a question. It it can be a bit tough. So it could have it could have dealt definitely with an, an index would have been nice. Um, components. It's it's a cool or not game. The components are phenomenal. You Besides know, the occasional bent sword and stuff that they yeah. do have issues with, but but that's yeah. uh, any plastic any miniature plastic game miniature. Yeah. You, you can run into that, and it's fixable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of hot water or something, and then you can bend it back and let it you know cool it down, and it'll be fine. So yeah, little stuff like that. I don't really fault them for that because it can happen to any plastic miniatures from any from anyone. So, um, but other than that, though, they're still. No, they're amazing sculpts. They're always really nice. Um, components are always top notch. The cardboard's thick. Um, they're one of the ones who do the best. I think cardboard of, of most game publishers. They're nice. Like the tiles are thick. The all the little game pieces are thick. Not that there's a huge am- amount. Um, really, for for tokens, all there are are really um, these step tokens that each player has, and um, and the tiles. Tile That's all pieces. the cardboard. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is plastic, or um, or dice. I guess the coins you have the other coins. Oh, that's true. Quest. There there are there are cardboard coins that come with it, um, because I I'm huge into the Arcadia Quest whole bottomless pit. I've got the plastic <laughs> coins, so I, they, and they're interchangeable between games. So I just use all my Arcadia Quest coins with Masmora because it just makes sense. Um, if if you did the Kickstarter for for Masmora and you did the upgrades, you would have gotten some plastic coins with it as well. But because of the exact same coins as Arcadia Quest, it's easy to just pull them all together and 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 move them between games. And I mean, once you've spent a million dollars, you're not not going to use it. That's exactly, exactly yeah. You got to you got to use it. There is a um, a plastic kit, um, upgrade pack for this game. It, it it's more it's not really needed. It because the only thing you're upgrading are the step tokens. Everybody has one little token that represents a step symbol, which I'll describe in a moment. And you're upgrading the boss tokens. So all the monsters in this game are dice, except for the bosses. Um, there are these um, round cubes. They're about an inch an inch round or so. And so if you get the plastic kit, you upgrade those discs to plastic discs. So you get plastic bosses and those plastic step tokens, and that's all that's in the plastic upgrade kit. And the cardboard's more than good enough. Oh, and the cardboard's oh, yeah. fantastic. It's thick. It's it's bright. It's whatever. But you know, it's it's your choice. If you want to spend a little bit extra money just to get them all plastic, then you know, so be it. Go for it. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't physically <laughs> stop you. 
But um, but that's all you get though. If you do the plastic upgrade kit, that's all you're upgrading. But yeah, every other than that, all the other components are dice. So all the monsters are dice. Um, they're special, chunky, six-sided dice with a picture on each side. It has the stats for each monster. Uh, there's two types of monsters in this game: minor monsters and major monsters. And so you'll have um, a bunch of minor monsters, which you'll throw in a bag. And as you need a monster, you'll draw it. And same with the, the major monsters. All the major monsters will go in a different bag. And as you need a major monster, you draw it. You roll the die to see what monster you have. And so they're thick, chunky dice. They're good quality, excellent quality. Uh, the pictures, um, they're good. They could be a little... Because the dice, you know, unless they were going to make these dice huge, even bigger than they are, the pictures are fine for what you get. Because they can be, like, across the table, if you're looking at a, one of those dice, you're trying to figure out what it is, it can be a bit tough. You, you almost have to, like, get up and, and get closer to the die so you, you see what monster's currently available or has been rolled. So that's the only real complaint about the dice is. And really, the, the only one I found a huge issue with was the ones with the demons. Because the demons were very similar in color <laughs> to the die background. Well, and I was almost thinking the same thing with the... Um, the the green creatures because there's um on the minor monsters like the demons come from uh an add-on so this the, this game the main creatures you get in this game there's blue dice for the minor ones and there's a bunch of different creatures that are all green even if they don't need to be so there's like a goblin oh, a yeah, cultist I guess their skeletons kind of green yeah everything's green so the goblin the cultist the skeleton and the orc all have a green um, complexion. So if you're looking at that across the table, okay, I see something green. So, okay, then I'm trying to determine can I see horns or not from across the table? So th- that can be a bit annoying. Um, and then, yeah, there's um, additional dice through the Kickstarter. You can get different dice packs that sort of added onto the game. And there was a dice pack that gave you all the um, Infernal monsters. So all there's a bunch of minor monsters that come from Arcadia Quest Inferno. Again, same problem. They're all red because they're all demons. So you're looking across the table at red creatures. And, okay, on which pink, one is that particular? Pinkish dye. On a pinkish or purplish dye. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember exactly. But, but so, I mean, once you actually like picked up the dye or got close to look at it, you could easily you can see it. Match it. It's just that initial. Yeah. You can't just an initial look, glance, and know. Yeah, if it's across the table from you and it's on the table, it can be tough. So that's the only quibble. And it's not a, a quality quibble, it's a, everything is produced perfectly. It's just from a distance, they're a little hard to read. Um, but that's it. That's it for components. It's really, really basic. You get little tokens. You get like a life counter that you use with your hero. There's a bunch of hero cards. They're they're just standard. They're thin cardboard, true, um, but they're fine. And each hero has a couple upgrade cards for abilities that can be upgrade, upgraded throughout the game. Um, so those are standard card quality, um, thinner cardboard quality. But they're they're just fine. They're like the same kind of character cards you get in Arcadia Quest, essentially. So that's 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 what you're getting there. Gameplay uh, rules and gameplay they're very similar to Dungeon Run in the, in the initial respect. The only difference being um, there's multiple levels to the dungeon, and there's a, definitely a cooperative mode that you can play fully cooperative in this game. Um, otherwise, if you're not playing in fully co-op, it's a take that kind of thing. And how that is is um, so you got a stack of room tiles for the first level, you got a stack of room tiles for the second level, you got stairs mixed in with the first level that take you down to the second level, 
And if you're doing the epic style play, there's also stairs mixed into the second level near the end of the second level tiles. That'll take you down to the third and final level, which is this huge uh, room which will have a boss and a bunch of other creatures in it that you'll have to defeat to win. If you're doing the cooperative style game, it's, it's, it's set up the same way as the epic in a way. Um, it's just that you're all working together to get to that final room um, to defeat the main creature. If you're not playing epic, the main point of this game is to get to uh, 21 experience, and the first person to do that um, triggers the end of the game. You finish the round, and whoever ends up with the most experience is the winner. In epic level, um, it's still going to be whoever has the most experience wins, but it um, you continue you don't you don't um, stop at any particular experience point. You're trying to kill the main big boss, um, which is uh, his name is, and it's the same boss in the co-op version, Malafias. Malafias? Malafias? I don't know. He's a he's a wizard, um, and he has two sides. Like like all the bosses, all the bosses are these discs. They have two sides to them: a blue side and a red side. Uh, once you defeat the blue side, you flip it, and then on another turn, you can attempt to defeat the red side. There's one boss who has an exception to that, but otherwise, all the bosses are double sided and have to be defeated twice to be fully defeated. Um, but the game, how the game plays, everyone starts in the start tile. They get you have action dice in this game, so instead of just taking certain actions, you're rolling dice. Um, so you roll six dice, uh, you get one re-roll, and then once you're done rolling dice totally, then you use the dice. Uh, the different there's six different dice faces, so there's no uh, duplicating of um, symbols. Um, every every symbol only shows up one on a die. There's the move symbol. Uh, there's the sword symbol. The bow, there's a shield, a potion, and a magic symbol. Swords are used in melee combat. Bows are used for ranged combat. Um, potions are used to either heal a wound, um, which can't be done during combat. It can only be done outside of combat. Um, or they can be used as ranged attacks against certain types of creatures. So if a creature says it's vulnerable to potions, then you can use it as a ranged attack against that creature. Magic is a wild card, and it can. there are some creatures that are vulnerable to magic, and it can be used as an attack against those creatures. But otherwise, magic is being used to change another die to whatever face you want. Uh, the shield is used for defense, so to avoid taking damage from uh, another creature. And um, movement is gives you two movement points. And when you use movement, if you stop to do anything in between those movement points, then you'll lose the other movement points. So it's, you can use the two movement points all at once, or you can use one movement point, do something else, but then you don't have the other one left. Everybody also has a token. It's a movement token, and it gives you a free two movement points by flipping it. So uh, what you can do um, is flip the movement token, move, to ex and moving can be used to move between rooms or to explore into an unknown space that doesn't have a room. If you're using it to explore into another space, you you spend a movement point, go into that new space, pull the top tile, and how the game works is the top tiles flipped face up, so you always know what's coming. Um, the reason why they're not all face up is you place a room, and um, your 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 character goes into that room, but then you flip the next tile face up, and if that next tile happens to be a trap, it'll get placed beside the room you're on, somewhere beside it. And what will happen is you'll take a, a wound 
for triggering a trap. And then you flip the next tile. And if it's a trap, then another trap gets laid next to your room. But if not, if it's just a regular room, then it'll just sit there. Um, once you're in a room, it, most rooms will have a creature in it. And it'll have a symbol in the corner showing either a minor or a major monster. And what you'll do is you'll take the appropriate type of die out of um, the appropriate dice bag, like a minor monster from the minor monster bag, roll it, and place it in that room. Then you have to immediately deal with that monster. Some monsters have special abilities. Um, some are immune to certain types of damage. Uh, when you're fighting a monster, they all have a defense value, and that's the value you have to equal or exceed to defeat it. And they all have a payback value. So that's the only two real stats on the dice, the defense and the payback. If you defeat a monster using any melee, it'll get to do its payback to you. So you'll take that damage after, the, after you've defeated it. If you have shields, you can block some of that damage. If you use all ranged against a monster, then it won't get a chance to do payback. And range can only be used in the room that you're in. Uh, so you can't shoot a monster that's in the room next to you. Um, there might be certain hero abilities that will allow you to cross rooms like that with a, with a ranged attack. But for the most part, you're only ever doing anything in the tile you're in. So after you've dealt with the, the monster, there's other things you can do with dice. Quite often there's rooms that will have a dice symbol on it, and which will usually unlock something. It could be a chest that's in that room that will get you gold. Uh, whenever you unlock a chest, you'll get experience. So you usually get one experience for unlocking a chest, and you'll get some gold. And you're supposed to get a treasure card as well. Which oh, I, we weren't doing that. We, we forgot to do. Um, if there's a trap in the room, you can try to disarm the trap, and traps will have usually two symbols, like two dice symbols on it, and so you have to dock two of the appropriate dice to disarm that trap. You'll get some experience for disarming it, usually two. Um, and once a, a trap's disarmed, you'll flip that tile upside down. It doesn't go away, but it, it still takes up a space on the board. And the other ways to get experience are defeating monsters, and each monster will have a number of pips on the die equal to how much experience you'll get. So minor monsters are usually two to three experience, and majors can be anywhere from two to four experience for major monsters. Uh, once you get to a certain level, so every there's a there's a chart. So how the game works, um, we have like a little chart that everybody has a token on that you'll move up as you gain experience. And there's every once you move up a level on that chart, you'll go up a level for your character. And how the characters work is. Everybody has a standard character card. Um, they have six life. They have six places for docking dice as you use them, and they'll usually have a. Spe they'll all have a special ability, which may or may not use dice. The ability, you know, depending on the special ability, and then it also shows one special ability that everybody can use. That is, um, you can use a sword and a shield together to equal two swords and a shield. So that's a special thing that all characters can do. When you level up, you also have two cards that have two abilities per card, and they sort of slide underneath the top of your, your character card. And when you level up, you slide up one of the cards to the next ability that's available. So you can, you can, you can level up a maximum of four times. And as you level up, you choose which card you're sliding up and, until eventually you've uncovered all your special abilities. So that's the leveling up portion of it. Um, but essentially, you're, you're gaining experience and going at a certain point, you'll get to the maximum number of abilities exposed, and you're just trying to finish the game either by getting to the set number of experience if you're doing the standard game or killing the main monster in the epic game. And in the co-op, you're all working together to get to the final level 
to kill the main monster before time runs out. So in the co-op version, you have 21 turns, uh, rounds, before um, to defeat the main monster before it's over. Um, yeah, so that's essentially how you play Mazmora. Very similar game to Dungeon Run. You can obviously see that it was influenced by Dungeon Run, but then it was just taken to that next level. Well, major difference being that most of the monster encounter rooms respawn monsters. Yeah, there's a lot of respawns. Um, one thing I didn't mention is as you're taking your turns, everybody has a dungeon phase. So you take your turn, do whatever you can, and then when you're done, you do the the monster phase, which is very similar to Dungeon Run. You um you get a couple movement points to move any monster up to you know however many monsters you can with two movement points. Um, in the dungeon, so usually you're going to be in, in the player versus player version. You're going to be moving monsters to try to screw up other players. I mentioned uh, treasure cards. There are treasure cards that you start with. You start with a couple, and then as you um, open chests um, or as you defeat monsters, you'll get more treasure cards. And then you can also spend gold to buy treasure cards. And the treasure cards have two purposes. Um, they can be used on your turn to give you a benefit. Um, quite often it's going to be um, additional symbols for combat or, or something else that you can use immediately. Um, or they could be like special things like teleport to a special another area of the room. You could swap places with another um, hero somewhere else in the dungeon. So you get those kind of benefits that you can play on your turn. And there's a, a separate ability. So each card has two abilities. And there's the play at any time ability, which can be your turn or another player's turn. And those are typically the ones that are going to screw over other players. So, you know, someone is going to get an experience from a kill. You, there's a card that you play that you get that experience instead. Or if someone's about to get a treasure card, you steal that treasure card before they get get to use it. That kind of thing. So there's a lot of um, play ways to screw up other players over. There's even one where you totally shut down a, a character's ability so they can't use any abilities throughout the their turn for that particular turn and if i had to pick my worst quality from this game it is that yeah <laughs> it is the ability to steal treasure or experience from a player when you are nowhere near them yeah. and have nothing to do with the i i kind of liken it to uh what they did with uh munchkins where if you assist yep. someone you can steal more experience that would make sense to me. Right, but right. Stealing experience from, like, another level of the dungeon, just, it's a poor game mechanic, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, they, they're sort of overcompensated, whereas the other one, the, the dungeon run, um, it was really light on encounters, and, you know, there was very specific things that you could do to other players if you're in the same room. This, they went the other way. Where you didn't have to be anywhere near them. You didn't have to be anywhere near them, and it um, there's encounters up the wazoo. But there wasn't a lot of, you know, across the map stealing of experience. In fact, I think there's only, there's I think only, there's only yeah. one that allows you to do that. No, there's one a, or two, yeah, but there, they no, were. But there's only one that allows you to do it across the map. There are there are absolutely ones that allow you to steal experience from another another creature in the room. Yes, um, but those ones okay. you can just do. There doesn't have to be any experience gained or yeah. whatever you just but there's only it, one that at yeah. the point of the person gaining the experience that you can you can intercept that and take it well i was counting the stealing treasure cards as well yeah in that well there's, there's, there's definitely that but yeah. i mean, no. but i think there's a uh there's not so much of it like how, how often did it come a, up in our game i think i stole three times from you once maybe three times total you stole experience from me once, once. randall stole experience from me once 
Randall stole the treasure card from me once. Yeah. But same time, there there was there's plenty of I like interaction, you know, but canceling I, it. Oh yeah, you guys always had those. I never. Well, had I those. mean, fortunately <laughs> for me, I, I think I had the most of them because yeah, because I, I would try to cancel something you did, and then you'd just play it again, yeah. or you have another card to do it right over again. It's like fantastic. Oh. But if there's yeah. going to be player interaction in a game like this, I prefer it was up close. That there's a way yeah. to retaliate afterwards for getting screwed in that way, just because that is a like core mechanic gaining experience and taking it because you have just a card in your hand and the treasure cards are amazingly easy to get yeah mm-hmm. but i yep, think that true. but i think that's what mitigates it i think there's there's so much of it happening that i i don't know i mean like there's yeah i can i can hit you with with that and you know a couple minutes later i i know i can be hit right back with something else like i, I mean you know randall hit hit me with a couple Yep. You know, cards that took took away all my abilities. Like yeah. Amnesia was, was mm-hmm. Amnesia was a tough awesome. one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's not it's not a game star, but it, no, like, it, yeah, no, no, it's, no. There's a lot of. It, I'm not saying it's like a game and... killer. It's just one of those mechanics that I wish didn't exist. Mm-hmm. I actually quite like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's okay. And this game does sort of slog down a bit oh, um, yeah. because of you know the creatures respawn. And there's a lot of, yeah, you're moving the creature into somebody else's room or path. Because when you're in a room with a creature, you can't ex- you can't escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can, you have to encounter the creature. That's the thing. Whereas in Dungeon Run, there's the ability to escape from a creature. Here, you have to encounter the creature. So you have to fight it. If you survive the fight, if you don't kill it and you survive, then you can move away. But I think that's more unique to the epic version. Because mm, when you're no. playing cooperative... You're well, not okay. going to be screwing everyone over by moving yep. the monsters the, in the and standard, then spawning yeah. more. And then in the other one, if you do it too often and a guy can kill the monsters, he's going to reach his 16 experience before true. you and win the game potentially. Uh, that's true, yeah. I guess that's, yeah, you got a 16 experience limit on the other one. And so whoever reaches it first triggers the end game. So yeah, if you're always sending monsters towards him, there's a better chance of him. Yeah, so yeah. The, the epic version, I think we were slogging each other down a little too much near the end there. Yeah, it was hard but, to yeah, we, explore. I think we were moving monsters more than we were moving ourselves. So that we could generate more. Yeah. yeah. Like we were, we were trying to maximize spawn. So it yeah. slowed down our exploration horrendously. But, it did. But when we first played this game and we didn't play the epic version, had you done that, it would have been like giving free experience by yeah. moving lesser creatures and stuff. Yeah, there's less incentive to do it when you're like there's experience limit. Yeah, yeah. But on, on this point too, so on on the point of you know the game kind of bogging down. Uh, one thing I, I notice is that um, you know yeah when when it bogged down a little bit, I I kind of had a bunch of free time in between my turns, right? Yeah. So and and this was we were only playing with with three players. Three players. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it could have been worse where, you know, uh, it's, you know, I just had my turn and now I wait 20 minutes while everybody rolls their dice and figures out their own thing. But having those cards, those treasure cards in my hand where I can screw with people keeps my focus on the game. Yeah. It, it keeps so, involved. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm watching. So who, who do I need to screw over here? And, and that can actually, you know, develop as the turn goes. So... I, I have to pick those strategic moments. Like, is this, you know, is, is do I need to get Randall or should I save this card to screw over Jeff? Mm-hmm. You know, those sorts of things. So I, I think that having those cards and the ability to, to, to um, interact with, you know, screw over, but interact <laughs> with somebody yeah. in the game, I, I think is, is kind of 
might be intentional to keep people engaged Active. as the turn goes. See, I didn't have that as much though because half of my cards were plus experience. Yeah. So well, they, maybe they couldn't don't hold be on to those, hoping that you know at the end of the game that's. Gonna, but like, I didn't need to screw boon. other people over because I was already at the top in the experience. Well, yeah. I didn't need to either. I wanted to. <laughs> and yeah, I, I and there was there were definitely times where. I you know I only had one or two cards I use them up and then I'm without without cards yeah. and then you're just sort of waiting until it's your turn yeah. and yeah. so you can do something yeah um true so that's um yeah that's Masmora um I guess now we'll have to come to some kind of conclusion um of the two games yeah I definitely do like Masmora a bit more uh yep. obviously because it's it's a newer game it it's a bit more polished. It's not without its faults, you know, as we, we just talked about. There are different things about it that um, could be a little bit better. Um, in the epic version of the game, it does sort of grind down a little bit when everyone's trying to, is definitely you know, overly screwing each, with each other. But at no point did I feel that that was, that that was a, a mechanical flaw in no, the game. No, definitely not. It's like my grievance with it isn't yeah. a, oh, this game is crap because of it. It's definitely yeah. just a yeah. kind of minor inconvenience. I never that... felt that anything at all was broken. Right. No. And I like the fact that this game has the fully cooperative mode. Mm -hmm. um, you get different treasure cards. You get the Alliance treasure cards, which, um, again, have two different abilities. Uh, one being something I think you can use for yourself, or one is something where you can aid another player. So they take the screw you component and turn it into a help you component. Um, so they, they give you separate cards for that, which is nice. Um, otherwise, you can use those other cards. Why, why would you screw someone up when yeah. you're playing a fully cooperative? <laughs> I want your experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like the fact that it has a fully cooperative because some people just don't like competitive at all. So mm -hmm. you know, being able to, to change the game so you can include them is, yeah, a, is a cooperative a adventure game instead of a yeah. screw-you-over adventure game. It's, yeah. it, it's a huge difference. Yeah, And the fact that this is in the Arcadia Quest universe is nice because they came out with the equivalent Arcadia Quest cards for all the heroes that they released. So um, you can take those heroes and use them in Arcadia Quest, which yeah, just was, adds to your huge. pool. Yeah. I think that's huge that it's all interchangeable. Yeah, and they did, they did uh, they have, it hasn't hit retail stores yet. But during the Kickstarter, if you if you paid for it, you, part, you would have had it by now. But there's a pack for converting regular Arcadia Quest characters into Masmora characters as well. So you get like a huge pack that just increases the number of characters you can use in this game. And you know, as it is, I, I did the I did the Kickstarter for this, um, but I only got right away the um, the Kickstarter exclusive stuff. So I don't have everything yet. As it hits retail stores, I hope to get the additional components. But as it is, I still have like twenty different characters I can use in this game, and it's at most a five player game. So. You know, depending on the number of times you play it, there's a, you can try out different characters every time and have a different experience, which is nice. Um, I don't know if all the characters are necessarily balanced equally, but they're all they all no. have their ability, their own advantages. I think. Yeah. Well, and, and I think there's there's enough that you know you you could play this game a long time. Yeah. You know, with with different combinations without running into the same stuff. Yeah. So um, and and the different monsters because there was a, a few during the Kickstarter, a few different. Um, monster dice upgrades that were available that give you additional monsters. There was the, um, I think one of the uh, monster sets I got were the Nameless uh, monsters, which were an upgrade for the original Arcadia Quest. So you get all the different faceless characters or whatever on on as major um, characters you can 
um, encounter. Like I said, there was the Infernal Dice, which perhaps has all the creatures from the Infernal game. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think it would have been. Um... You know, you'd run into the possibility of it getting boring if you didn't have that. If you didn't have the extra dice, yeah. yeah. Like I, I liked having, yeah, having encountering the, the same two monster types every time would kind of yeah. would get a little boring. Yeah, and that, really that's quickly. one thing that's a little, I don't know if you call it annoying or not, but um, because all the creatures are dice, you have to have reference cards for all the creatures. So you have these these big reference cards, and it has like you know each each side has six different creatures on it. So you have like all the minor creatures from one set and then on the other side the major creatures from that set then you have like two other sets that have minor and major creatures as well so you're like there's a lot of cards to have to flip through even that wasn't too bad like it's it, not too bad everyone the, has a the reference dice card and the cards are color coded yeah it I, I thought it was you know yeah I'm, I'm gonna you know pull the die out of the bag i'm gonna roll it you know i, I find the correct color card and, and yeah. just you know i've and only got to find the yeah. one out of six in there it was pretty quick. I, and I didn't know it wasn't. It wasn't the, like a with the no. minor monsters. I was finding that even encountering them once, twice, you were getting yeah. fairly familiar yeah. what that creature could do. Yeah. So you didn't have to constantly reference the card. It was no. just originally you're going to be having to look at these cards. Yeah. As you start to get familiar with them, there's not a whole lot of special rule. Each of them has something. Well, most of them have yep. something that they can do or are immune to, but. You get familiar with that pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I picked uh, Masmor. Did you? Do everyone pick? I, I think so. I think in in every way that Dungeon Run was was good, Masmora was just a bit. Well, in some cases, you know, much better. Yeah. Other cases, a bit better. Right. And in every way that Dungeon One Dungeon Run, you know, we, we felt needed to be house rule to correct. Masmora was already there. Yeah. So. You know, like I said earlier, it, it's not that Dungeon Run was a bad game. It was just that just play Masmora. Like, yeah. if you have them both, if you have why them bo- not just play yeah, Masmora? I agree with no, that. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like, like Dungeon Run's a 2011 game, and this is, like, six years later, and yeah. Masmora, which is obviously influenced by it, has come out. And, yeah, it's yep. just, it's totally replaced it. Yeah, and, I thought, and if so. you're not playing the epic version of Masmora, they have about the same play time, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, that's there's true. not even yep. like that. That getting to that 16 experience in a normal playthrough of Mesmora is about as quick as a dungeon run game. So mm-hmm. everything is just a slight upgrade with Mesmora, like Drew said. Well, mm-hmm. I, I like I like the artwork better. I like the components better. I like the <laughs> gameplay better. I like that there's, uh, there's because there, because there's so much <laughs> yeah. there's so many characters available to you uh, to choose from. There's more there's more monsters. The replayability was so much so much higher, I think. And they um, don't limit you to taking like a different class of character. Even that nope. small thing in Dungeon Run, where it's like someone has yeah. to be yeah. different than the other person yeah. per class. It's like why? Yeah. Why, why put plus, that limitation? Plus there, in? There's there's way there was way more character interaction, like or sorry, player interaction uh, in in Masmora. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just yeah. I just felt this was it's. And maybe it's the time and distance thing, and maybe uh, you know the 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 developers of Masmora learn from Dungeon well, Run. Most likely, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, lessons were well learned because yeah. this is, I think, a better, a much better game. And it, it could also come down a bit to on Dungeon Run to having to need the different characters um, because in Dungeon Run there's definitely treasure, and the treasure is typed. So 
that would sort of promote wanting to trade. So if you had something that would work for me, well, it could (laughs) though. It's more than because in Masmora, there is no treasure. Like the treasure is coins and treasure cards, cards. which are used for screwing everyone over. There's no equipment. Um, all all there is is abilities. Yeah, but yeah, I, I. I just felt in Dunyarin there was no incentive to, to yeah. trade. Period. Yeah. Like why? I mean, Jeff said it earlier. Why would you? Why would you help somebody out who who you know you're going to have to face later? Yeah. Uh, and what I do like about Dungeon Run is that it has a, a kind of a, a clear goal. Um, whereas in Masmora, like if you're just playing the standard game in Masmora, you're playing to, to 16 experience and yeah, you're really just playing to kill stuff. You're just you playing to kill stuff and get experience. Whereas in Dungeon Run, you're, you have a goal. You're trying to get this sort the Summoner Stone and get out. Um, the epic version of Masmora sort of helps with that because then you have a goal of you're trying to get to the end and kill the big boss. But then you're extending your gameplay. You're, you're really like extending hours. the gameplay quite a bit. Yeah, it, it does <laughs> well, make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least in the uh, the cooperative version, it's the same kind of goal as the ex- extended one. But you're all working together to get to that, so it'll go a lot quicker. Because you also have a, a turn limit on that one. The other thing, well, I, I didn't mind Epic so so much because it it actually gave you the opportunity to see all of your your levels, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're only gonna level up four times, but. But you're going to see all four of your abilities. Uh, additional abilities, and you're and you're going to have a, a not bad opportunity to use them, right? Yeah. Like you're you're probably going to use all four of them, mm-hmm. and you're going to look for the opportunities to use them, try them out. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, yeah, dungeon run, I I, I advanced once and got a plus one to something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There wasn't enough advancing yeah, my, in dungeon. Well, run. and it's just not my it's level not that in dungeon run made to, to no get a, point to get yeah. a plus one no to point. something. How exciting yeah. is that? Well, oh, and your this, ability. This character, Oh yeah, still, but oh, mine was useless. One, plus <laughs> but my I, like my ability was completely useless because there wasn't enough encounters. Yeah, and the plus one to my stat made absolutely no difference. Well, right. but that's so, but that's yeah. exactly my point. So ask anyone uh, how excited they are. You know, do they get really pumped up in D anD D when when they get that plus one to the sword they already have? <laughs> Is that really exciting? Or or you know when they get a whole new power? Yeah, yeah. whole new ability. Yeah. yeah. So the whole new ability was, I, I think, and and seeing all four of them, mm-hmm. be, because it's asymmetric, you know, your pow- your special power is nowhere near the same as mine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe you, you know, you'll get yeah. different dice or whatever, but you know, this one you can trade. I get I get two swords and I get you know some coins out of it, and this one allows me to have an extra wild that I can use for reassigning dice and so. And, yeah, I, I just yeah. thought it was much much more exciting and interesting than plus one. Well, and yeah. you and you could level your character how you wanted in Mesmora, yeah. where in Dungeon Run you're well, drawing cards and yeah. pick the skill, yeah. so it was random. Yeah, you have. Well, in in Masmora, it's, I mean, it's a, a or B, and then A or B, and then yeah. A or B. Yeah. So, well, but, you but you do have choice, and you know what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, and actually, that was that's a good point because you you know seeing what's on those cards, you could kind of plan which way you wanted to go with yeah. your with your character upgrade. Where Dungeon Run, you draw two cards, pick one, discard one. And if you get two really good ones right off the bat and have to discard one, you're kind of cursing mm-hmm. for later. If you get two bad ones, you're stuck with it. And as was the case when I leveled up, the only time I leveled up in Dungeon Run, mm-hmm. it's like just two abilities that were completely garbage, in yeah. my opinion, because yeah. there was no more encounters coming. So yeah. the ability was pointless. It's just... Yeah, I think I I may have used mine once. Yeah. Yeah, so Dungeon Run definitely needs some yeah. house ruling just to, to give it a bit more. 
But if um, it's the only one you have access to, it is still good. It's still <laughs> yeah. a good game. Well, well, I mean, fine. we're harping on it a little too much, maybe because we, Masmora is better. Yeah. But. Um, if you if yeah if if you have Masmora, you know, there's no need for you to go out and there's get probably Dungeon Run. a big price difference too. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, Masmora you know, is definitely you know not, uh, well. Masmora, as far as an Arcadia Quest game goes, is a more affordable game. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, but like Dungeon Run, I like I said, I got it through an, a game auction recently. I got it for like I don't know. I think it was like twenty dollars. So for twenty dollars, definitely it's a good game. game. <laughs> yeah. If and even if you bought it back in two thousand eleven, whatever you paid for it at the time, still a good game for back then. But if if you have access to Masmora now, you know, just play Masmora. Just play Masmora because <laughs> it does take it to that next level. Okay. Oh yeah. If, yeah. if the only girlfriend I have available is Jennifer Aniston, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll be okay with it. You guess it? I guess you'll do. You'll make do. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Um, this the, this matchup is done. The winner is Masmora. So now we'll go on to um, talking about uh, Imperial Assault. Uh, not that there's been a huge amount to talk about uh, since the last time we we talked about Imperial Assault. It was the first preview article they did for Heart of the Empire, which was focusing exclusively on the campaign side of the of the uh, the new expansion that's coming. Um, and since then, the only news that's come out is um, another article, but this time focusing on the um, skirmish side. So we got a lot better look at some of the new stuff coming up for the skirmish. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about that now. And then afterwards, we'll just have a little bit of a discussion on uh, Star Wars Legion. Um, so, in, yeah, this new Heart of the Empire, they, they've given us a better look now at the characters. For, for skirmish, so we got Ko um, Tun Ferralo, um, a new uh, leader slash trooper for the rebels. That's the arm dis- dist- um, arms dealer, I guess you could say. This person um, hands out uh, the new uh, upgrade tokens that are coming out with this version. They also have a, a ability called Dead Precise. So for for a seven point leader, you know they have nine health, four speed. Three dice for attack, blue, blue, green. Arms distribution. Uh, at the start of your activation, you may choose another friendly figure within three spaces, and that figure gains either a damage token or a defense token. Uh, dead precise. When another friendly figure within three spaces spends a power token while attacking, apply minus one dodge to the defense results. The so attack on the white die continues. Okay, attack exactly. on the white die continues, yeah. Um, this time against, I guess, well, against either the, well, it doesn't matter who you're fighting in this. It's skirmish, so it could be. Well, any they're of the finally three of them. giving the rebellion a few options for minus dodge. Yeah, that's true. That's yep. the first time they've been able to get rid of dodge because Imperial yeah. and uh, Mercs have gotten quite a few guys that yep. can force you to reroll your defense die or just plain out minus dodge. Yeah, where the rebels haven't had a lot of that yet. Yeah, and then his last ability is professional, or her last ability. It's hard to tell. In that picture, it's, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Um, not that it matters. Uh, professional. While attacking, you may reroll one attack die. So, interesting way. He, a lot of ways to play with the power tokens. Either to hand out power tokens or to use them to get rid of defense. So, interesting looking character. Well, for, for seven points, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he is an excellent support character that if your opponent isn't aware of his abilities and doesn't kill him quickly can yeah really yeah. make it a nightmare now depending on what his combat i don't know if they show his his upgrade cards at all 
um, whether or not he has anything that triggers off of Trooper, because he's a, a Trooper leader, but none of his abilities on his card really focus on that. Um, other than, you know, he's giving out tokens or whatever, but he doesn't need to be a leader or a Trooper for any of that. So Yeah, I, he I, gets Field Supply as his special command card. And is it a Trooper-related one? Uh, no, it's... Uh... Use at the start of the round up to two figures or other figures, so not him, within three spaces, gain one wound or one surge token. Hmm. During this round, a friendly figure who spends a wound or surge token may reroll one attack die during the attack. So it's not, it's not phenomenal. Like yeah, it, it's decent. It's, it's decent for one point for one card. Point. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you're going to be looking. Well, there's a there's also ready weapons, which is which not is a his new trooper command, a card. new trooper card. Which would uh, work well with him because he gets to distribute three. But in your group, in so your group. it's meant for. It can work with any troopers, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't have to be him. Well, it can't yeah. be him because well, it could be it him. Could be but him. you're giving him three tokens. Yeah, which yeah. would just he he doesn't really benefit. It's meant more for like a stormtrooper squad or yeah. something like that, or some other troopers. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So yeah, he's a trooper and a leader, but he'll benefit from those those types of cards. But there's nothing that really signals. Um, you know, signals him out as a as a, a leader for troopers. Not like um, Fen, right? Was it Fen? Yeah, but he, Fen he was had garbage. He was garbage, but he at least interacted with his troops. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, he still interacts with his troops. He's boosting his <laughs> troops. He's boosting anybody though. It doesn't yeah, have to be a trooper. It doesn't have yeah. to be a trooper, but he's he's definitely a support character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With some punch, with a blue, blue, green. Yeah, for his attack. No, he has a good attack and role. a reroll and and decent health and and a reroll so you know he's he's a good dude wow. and a decent health damage. when you're fighting mercs with assassinate and stuff he's a one-shot character. yeah well <laughs> yes in today's meta there's not much much who isn't nowadays yeah. but uh next guy is uh jared kelvin. jared kelvin brawler leader spy you know we didn't did we even look at his um when we go back to Kotun, i forgot to mention his surges. He has a plus two, a surge for plus two damage and a surge for minus, plus one accuracy. Yeah, so I'm blue, blue, green with a, you know, yeah, not, not a lot of a surges, ton of surges, but, but he yeah. can hit. He can hit. He yeah. can hit pretty. He can hit. Yeah. Back to Jared. Um, he has an inherent plus one damage and a plus one um, evade, and then he surges for plus two wounds, a surge for pierce two, and a surge for gain one damage power token. Um, what is he? He's a seven health, five speed, so he's fast. Uh, he's, Black he's defense. A melee. He's mm-hmm. brawler. Yeah, so. he's a brawler with two yellow dice. So not a lot of damage in the yellow dice. But he'll pull off those surges. But he'll get a ton of surges. As I was almost looking. I was looking to see if there's any upgrade cards that you can give him that let him you know, do well, additional surges. Two but there surges, he's going yeah. to add three damage. Yeah. So. But, well, as long as he gets those surges. Well, He'll, yeah, he's going to get them off. Yeah. Yellow dice, he's very likely to get his He's surges. going to get his surges. And, yeah. I mean, if you've used Jawas, they, they don't look like they should hit hard with two yellow dice, but they hit hard. They like do. They, they mm-hmm. have some good damage output when you start adding those surges where you get to add two wounds and pierce two to get rid of defense. Yeah. And then he gains the power token if you've rolled extra for your next attack. Yeah, he has a an ability for leaping slash, move up to two spaces, then perform an attack, which is... Nice because it he doesn't have to worry about speed. Yeah. five speed. It means he can hit something nine spaces away from where he starts. Essentially, um, nine. There's yeah, eight. Sorry, eight, seven. He moves five, jumps two, and it can attack. A third. Yeah, it. that's yeah, true. So. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, and Droid Math. Master. Math. <laughs> <laughs> figured. Yeah, it's been so long. Uh, Droid Master. At the start of the mission, he puts J4X seven into play. 
uh, in an adjacent space, and then Jax activates at the start or end of your activation. I do not remember that droid. What, what does that do? Um, I don't think has, we've seen him for skirmish. Uh, th- um, I'm not sure if we saw him or not. Did, did they show him in here at all? No, not that, uh, I, okay. not that I remember. No. Well, that's useful. Um, at least reference him in here. Yeah, they should. But um, yeah, he gets a companion droid. I can't remember. What, it may be the same companion droid as he is in campaign. Yeah, it's the same companion. But I don't know that we know what he will do in yeah. skirm- right. Oh, whether it's the same exact card that they give for campaign or mm-hmm. not. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. But he gets to deploy that droid and then activate him before or after his his activation. So he's a bit more flexible with him, um, depending on what he does. Um, it could be good, and probably will be decent anyways. But he's a, he's a good uh, brawler. He's a, he's definitely a good addition for five points. Absolutely. Then you get the next um, new person, Drokata. He's the demolitions expert from the campaign. Wookie and heavy weapons, so we get a new Wookie. Where um, whereas the previous guy Jared had two yellow, this this Drokata is a ranged person with blue, green, yellow for dice, so three dice again. Is has an inherent plus one damage, plus one accuracy, and plus one defense. That's huge. Uh, pl- a surge for plus two damage. Nine points. You get twelve health and four speed and a black defense. Demolish. Once during your activation, you may choose a space within three spaces and line of sight. Each figure on or adjacent to that space suffers a wound. Then place a rebel token on that space and you suffer one strain. And then he has a surge for shrapnel, which is interesting. Uh, choose one. This attack gains vast two. Or, after this t- attack resolves, if it did not miss, each figure and object within two spaces of the target's space suffers a wound. So it's like an extended blast. Um, which is Except interesting. That, yeah, it, it, it could be difficult to pull off, though, without hurting your own guys at points. Well, that's Once you well, start when you get to that in. point, yeah. But there are so many times where, you know, characters are spread out just enough that a regular blast doesn't do anything. So having that ability to yeah. go out two from your space. Because it's as long as it doesn't miss. Whereas yeah. if his damage gets absorbed and defended against completely, as long as he hit... He as long can as he still hit, cause damage, he's still going to hopefully kill or hurt things. Anyways, not necessarily kill, but hurt things. Which, which is a softer defense against a dodge die in mm-hmm. cases, because if someone rolls a dodge, you can still say you hit because yeah. you had the accuracy. Mm-hmm. So, what well, does a dodge make you? Because this is as long as it did I, not miss. I don't think the dodge makes you miss. miss? I think it just negates all damage and yeah. effects. It's been a while since we looked at yeah. those rules. <laughs> real, real well, because this is the first time I remember there being an effect that you really cared yeah. after the fact. Because there was also the, the Jawas that had a thing as, as long as you hit with the Jawas, they did something. And, well, the no one's ever stopped me from using, like, Recover when they've dodged from an attack if I had Surges to spend. True, true. So if yeah. it was negating the attack, I wouldn't be able to use Surges. Yeah, true. I think so it's just absorbing the damage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's an interesting character. For, he's a little bit pricey at nine, but then he's he gives some good abilities. I and, think he's still a little outpriced at nine, but yeah. But it has a lot of inherent abilities, yeah, like the, with the plus one damage, accuracy, and, and defense. defense. So it's hard to say. Yeah, and he's heavy weapon. So and they they're coming out with some interesting heavy weapon command cards. Yeah, lots of things. And there's and there's already a few out there now. So the, you know when you add that in there that really gives him a bit more um 
flexibility of what he can do. They've added now temporary alliance to the mercs, so they can take rebels into them, which is new. Um, before, it was always rebels taking mercs, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, rebels yeah. taking mercs. Rebels yeah. taking or mercs or empire, empire, empire taking, taking mercs. mercs. So now it's mercs can take rebels, so that's different. A little, yeah. little bit different. How it changes things, I don't know. Because before, like, you could really... Well, you, you could take the the Jawas. You could take droids from the Rebels before. So this gives you a bit more no, flexibility. I think we're doing that backwards. There's always been mercs be able to do Rebels. Rebels have never been able to hire mercenaries, which has always been a beef. Well, how can that... Or this is this is an old a, card? This is an old card? Yeah, it, ca- it came with the original. Oh, crap. Okay, forget that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, because haven't, haven't I always complained about the fact that no one can hire mercenaries, but the Empire? It's yeah, like the Rebels true. hire smugglers. It was the stuff. other way around. I, and they're, they're showing yeah, this card right. as reference, and I, I th- and I got confused, and I thought it was a new card, but it's not. Yeah, because everyone always takes Gideon and 3PO. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay, I'm an idiot. Uh, here's something that's new. <laughs> Riot Trooper. <laughs> um, so the new Riot Troopers, a two-squad... A two um, Empire Trooper, so another Empire Trooper, five points, um, two point unit cost. So they're in another case where the card is worth more than the troopers. They're melee. They're the first um, trooper that's a melee trooper for the Empire. Brawler, except for the Dubax, I guess. And Guardian. Oh, Dubax could shoot, couldn't they? Yeah, the Dubax shot. Um, so Brawler and Guardian um, and Trooper, uh, blue, red for attack. Stun baton. So they have two plus one, two surges for plus one wounds each. Chances of them both going off in a turn are pretty minimal slim. with a blue. With a blue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stun batons. After you resolve an attack, if the target suffered any wounds, it also suffers a strain. So that's that's nice. And shield at the end of your activation, if you have no defense power tokens, gain a defense power token. So. so I don't know why they gave them the guardian ability, given that they don't affect anyone. Yeah, inside. that's yeah. another thing too, yeah. because normally guardian would mean that there's a special ability on the card that affects them. Yeah. But here's a case where they're a guardian, but they so they can uh, use guardian cards. command cards, but they aren't impacting people they're, around them. They're not actually them. helping people. Yeah, so that's, that's new. Yeah, so then they're five health for for speed. Which is uh, nice, or like a, a heavy trooper, heavy trooper in that respect, but faster. Heavy troopers had five, right, for the standards. I think five so. health. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm not familiar enough. With it's Empire been it's been a while since sure. uh, we've looked at that. Yeah. Um, they also came out with sentry droids, so now they're starting to pull in stuff from. Well, I guess this is. Sentry droids, are, I don't know, they're not really from the original, no, the, the, the new the prequel trilogy they're from. These look like they're from uh, Rebels, aren't they? I can't remember now. I don't recognize them. Like, it seems hmm. new art to me. Yeah. Sentry droids, uh, two-man two, uh, unit, six cost, three-unit cost. Trooper, droid, guardian again. Um Plus one, a surge for plus one wound, a surge for pierce two, and a surge for plus one accuracy on two green dice. So there's a chance you're going to get one or two surges. Um, activate for multi-fire. Perform two attacks. Each attack must have a different target. Apply minus one wound to each attack's results. That's a little odd. Well, it's a good attempt to finish off some units that are low health. Yeah. Because yeah. the green die can do some damage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another activation for charge shot. Perform an attack, apply plus two accuracy to the attack results. So it's like a an aimed shot in a way. 
and targeting computer while attacking you may reroll one attack die yeah five health four speed and one and black defense and again they've given these guys guardian with yeah no guardian, guardian with no actual guardian abilities yeah two green and and a reroll sounds like a weak way Yep. Well, yeah. except Weakway can affect the defense die. Yeah, yeah these true. are just attacking. These are just attack dice rerolls. And this has trooper as a keyword with droid. Droid has some interesting cards. No, yeah, definitely. This would be good in the droid list. Trooper, you, I mean, if people still used reinforcement, it's in reinforcement range for three cost. Yeah, the non elites, anyways. Yeah, they don't show us the elites in here. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what they do for the upgraded. Versions yeah. of these things. Um, ATDP, vehicle, heavy weapons, is like a. I think this is like the precursor to ATSTs or whatever. Yeah. Um, vehicle, heavy weapon, 16 health, 3 speed, 9 cost. Um, so they're pretty slow. 3 attack dice, blue, red, yellow. Um, massive, okay. Plus 1 inherent defense, plus 3 accuracy inherent. Surge or plus 1 damage, and surge for pierce 2. Assault. You can perform multiple attacks during your activation, so that's uh, that's nice. And and charge generators while attacking. If you have suffered fewer than nine wounds, apply plus one wound to the attack results, and you may reroll one attack die. This is something that if you don't focus on earlier to get those wounds, it could be really it could be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he's a good cost with a lot of health mm -hmm. and a good attack profile. Yeah, he's slow, but then you know he, he should have that plus three accuracy though. Yeah, plus three accuracy with a, with the blue die. He's got range. So he's got oh, he's yeah. got good range. Yeah. So he, the fact that he's slow isn't a huge deterrent when he can just and shoot you. From he's a vehicle, which means nothing blocks his line of sight. Like well, he's another massive yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So it, mm -hmm. it it's not like you can't have him behind stuff and just pounding stuff. His speed isn't that big of an no. issue if he's leading with troops. No, absolutely. So Pin. and his heavy weapon and vehicle keywords. There's a lot of good. Heavy weapon and vehicle mm -hmm. keyword command cards to boost him up. Get Soren in there and bombard with him. You know, <laughs> order yeah. this thing to a bombard. So that could be really good. No, he's a, that's a pretty decent vehicle. It is. In it's a decent card. Yeah, yeah. Definitely would like to see that one on the table. Uh, what else do they show us here? Claudite um, shapeshifter. You know, the Claudite shapeshifter. This is a really yeah, this interesting, one's interesting card. A merc who um, has no inherent um, surges. It all depends on what shape you take at the time. So as a start, he's like four costs. He's cheap. Hunter, spy. So it really triggers off the spy and hunter a lot, which is great. Uh, range with a red, green. Um, six health and four speed. So six health for four costs isn't bad. And basically his only abilities are shape and shift. When you're deployed, you may gain one form card of your choice from the supply. And shift at the start of each round, you may switch your form card with one other form card of your choice. I've only seen the two in this. Yeah, yeah they've only shown us it, it, two, so it's hard to know if there's going to be more than those two. But those two are both pretty decent. They're both decent. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I thought they, you know, like if if they want to tease you by only showing you two, at least maybe tell you if there's going to be there more. Are. Yeah, if there's going to be more than two, because I would hope that there was more than two. Yeah, not that they're bad. Like the nope. first one, senator. So conspire. Roll your attack pool plus one yellow die. So what was he again? He was uh, green and red. Right, green, red. So you add a yellow in there. Um, for each surge result, um, plus one yellow die. For each surge result to a maximum of three, you or an adjacent friendly figure gain tokens. So he's a good way to get a bunch of tokens out there. 
uh, power tokens and of your a, choice. As so a senator, he gets the ability to heal if he shoots with recover two. Yeah, like, he, as a senator, it's plus one accuracy. Um, yeah, surge for plus recover two and surge for plus one wound and surge for gain one token power token. Choice. So he's like he can uh, deal out power tokens and he can grab t- a power token with surges. So he's using his surges for a lot, though. So he's either using those surges to do, deal out the power tokens. Well, with you know. with red green, he's probably only getting one surge. Yeah, turn it, it's the yellow that he if gets. he's lucky. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to choose carefully if you need to recover or if you need to hit harder, that kind of thing. Right. But I mean, it's a good early support to your troops to mm-hmm. use his ability to pass out tokens of. Your choice. Of your choice, any around. tokens you want. It's a good nice. starting move for the Empire, who didn't have a lot of stuff other than their officers that you could make go first mm-hmm. to help position and stuff like that. Whereas if you take him as a temporary alliance or something, with it gives mm-hmm. the yeah. Empire another... Yeah, and and gives him, it makes him really flexible because you start out as a senator, and then you can use your attack dice to try to generate surges to do all this stuff with it without having to attack something. Yeah. And then as the game, you know, as you start engaging, you switch him over to a street rat. rat. And then he gets Surge Assassin's Blade. After this attack resolves, uh, choose an adjacent hostile figure and roll one red die. That figure suffers wounds equal to it. He also gains a Surge for plus one wound and a Surge for plus one wound power token. The fleet's nice, too. And fleet. At the start of your activation, gain two movement points. Now, again... It's a green red attack pool, so yeah, you're, not, chan- getting any you're not getting a lot of surges. So the the surges look good, but it they may is, not help a lot. They may yeah. not help a lot. No, but then it gives you more. It's just basically focusing on damage at that point. Yeah, yeah. So you know, is it worth switching from the senator over? Hard to say because with the senator you get the plus one wound. Well, as it depends. Well. Have you focused him? And is yeah. there someone in range to get up close? And if he's focused, well, that, you're probably going to get his assassin's blade off, and that's a automatic. I think that, at least that's one true. Move. You want him focused, yeah. And that's where the fleet comes in, being able to close that distance. Exactly. Yeah, it gives him like six movement points. Yeah, that's, you know, instead of just the standard four you normally get. So he can go from senator at like blast turn to street rat for free, and yeah. just go and nail someone who's yeah. six faces away because mm-hmm. all of a sudden he can become deadly, especially if you took the time to add a power token to him mm-hmm. and focused him or something like that to get surges well and he can assign whatever power tokens he wants so if you want to make sure he gets that thing off you assign a surge token to him Mm -hmm. oh that's true to your attack yeah tokens. Yeah, if you know you can get assassin's blade off it's a pretty decent Mm -hmm. bonus to an attack i mean you can i already said that being used to to pick off you know weak units on the other side yeah absolutely So, and then, and if he does have more forms, that'd be nice to see, like, yeah. see what he can do. It'd be neat to see if he has, like, a, a melee form, or, that, that wouldn't change. He'd always be ranged. I have a feeling of the only two. It might be. It might be he just gets the two. I see the door open, though, for, it, yeah. it does. Maybe, it does maybe make some it, down the road. Yeah. If they only do the two, they could easily do more, because they've, you know, they've made it that, um, that way. Uh, we already talked about field supply, which is... And ready weapons, which are a couple of the upgrade cards that are coming out. There's a Wookiee-specific one called Battle Scars. Trying to drag the Wookiees back in. Yeah, well, they do a few things. They also uh, play around with Chewbacca's cost to drag him back in. But uh, Battle Scars, Wookiee, used during your activation to gain one token of your choice. If you have suffered three or more wounds, gain two tokens instead. So that really plays off of the fact that as Wookiees get wounded, they get stronger. Get enraged. Yeah. One zero point. 
Here's a collateral damage, a heavy weapon card. Use after you resolve an attack. Choose a figure or object other than the defender within two spaces of the target space. That figure or object suffers two wounds. Not bad for one point. Well, not pr- it's but it's, it's useful to put like say three PO or something's close to someone you're attacking, yeah. and you you get shots through, and it's like it's a quick and easy way to not waste attacks on three PO mm-hmm. and just kind of take him out. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not quite enough to take him out completely, but. No. And you need a heavy weapon to do it, but they're adding more to it. Weapons. There is now, yeah, like well, the heavy well, troopers, now they have sabotage attack droids, the saboteurs. There's always yeah. been decent heavy weapons in the game. So yeah. another heavy weapon the... card, heavy ordnance, use while attacking to apply plus one wound to the attack results. If the defender is an object, apply plus two wounds and pierce two to the attack results instead. So really focusing on damaging like do- doors or whatever. It's useful if the current missions yeah. for tournament play are using objects. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it's really specific to yeah. You'd only take it in your deck if 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 there are missions that would use it. So if, you know, which could be really problem you know, a real a real problem if like You're building five a out of the six something five out of the six missions don't have any objects yep. to attack. Then yeah, it's like great. Am I going to have this one card in there for one? potential mission i guess if no. you're making a fully heavy weapon type skirmish army it's Maybe. It, you might as well yeah but yeah i, I don't know it's so situational yeah. it is plus one wound for zero at the very least at which the very is, minute yeah it's which, plus one wound to a heavy weapon. i mean it's the same as the one card that's already zero point that is just plus one wound but it's yeah. to everybody it's everybody and this is specific just to a heavy weapon yeah so so it, i mean it's if you're it's doing a heavy a weapon specific yeah. card yeah. it's just it doesn't seem like the secondary ability is that great, but when you take into account that it's a zero point card mm-hmm. and you're getting plus one plus wounds, one wound, it's, it's not so it's bad. Still, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Not great, but okay. And then now we're getting into some of the upgrades. Like here's Vader's upgrade, which we may or may not have talked yeah, about before. Yeah, we talked about that last Yeah, time. driven by hatred. Yeah. Minus five points for Vader. He gains plus one wound and loses brutality. Um, and, but he gets to reroll attack dice. And then he can force choke once at the end of each round. He can move up to two spaces and force choke or perform an attack, which it, it improves Vader. Definitely improves. I Vader. thought that was a huge improvement, especially yeah. the minus points for Vader. I thought that was a decent upgrade. I'm not so sure about their Han and Chewbacca upgrades. Yeah, they're a little bit like yeah, yeah definitely Chewbacca is a bit um, interesting. Like because it makes him here's okay here's Han's upgrade. Uh, well, here's both Han and Chewie. Rogue Smuggler, hands upgrade. So minus two points, so it brings him down to ten, ten points from twelve. He um, still not quite cheap enough, I don't think. Yeah, uh, he loses distracting while attacking, but while attacking, he can reroll an attack die. Uh, he loses. You can retru- use return fire even if he suffered wounds, so that improves that ability. And exhaust at the end of the round to interrupt to perform an attack. All around. I- it is an upgrade. The ten points still makes me iffy, but whether or not you'd actually take him after this, it's hard he's to say. Definitely, the the loss of distracting and the minus two points. It, distracting wasn't very useful to begin yeah. with. It, yeah, I mean, it's a three PO ability. Who cares if Han has it? Yeah, but what giving he gets him the return is great. Yeah, what, yeah, giving him the reroll, um, the ability to use return fire even if he takes damage, and giving him an extra an attack at the extra end of the attack. round. It, those are all great abilities. Yeah. So it makes targeting hand difficult because you yeah. know that every time you shoot him, he can return fire. Mm-hmm. 
So you're trying to take out Han. If you don't do it in one shot, he's going to just keep shooting back at you. So it, it's still my problem with up like that, those higher cost point cards that mm-hmm. kind of dominate your list. If they're just, if they have to be strong enough to justify the 10 points, I still don't know if he is. Yeah. But he still it's has... definitely, it's now play testable to say yes or no. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying that this is a bad card and the 10 points isn't worth i'm just saying that it's still 10 points so mm-hmm. it better damn well be worth what they've given him and, and i do like what they've done with him yeah no it's a, it's a definite improvement and he still has his cunning so you know for each surge block he uh or each evade he gets plus one defense so that's something he's always had but yeah. it, you know the fact that you know they didn't take it away from him it's still good and then we get chewy's upgrade um it's basically they made him almost a little bit more like what's his name uh omar where he is, he can't, def- he, he can't, he still gets defense, but he can't dodge. So they minus four is minus four points from, from, uh, Chewy. Um, he gets plus one wound inherent. He loses the protector ability while defending. Oh, he loses protector and while defending, he converts all dodges to surge blocks. So I, I don't like that, but yeah, but I think they're trying to say that he's more of a meat shield now, but he can block surges. During setup, search your command deck for deaths repaid, reveal it, and put it into your hand and shuffle your deck. Then draw one fewer card into your initial hand. So again, okay. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so so. And once during your activation, you may use slam without spending an action, which which is nice because that's like a, almost like a free attack instead of having to use an action for it. Uh, and deaths repaid was his card that use when a friendly figure is defeated. Ready your deployment card and become focused. So it's like a, a poor, almost like a poorer version of Luke's, yeah. But Luke's card. He's still eleven points. I don't think this is enough. Yeah. It, honestly, taking away protector was a detriment. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked well with Chewie. You weren't rushing him in to use slam because he didn't have enough health, and they didn't give him a health boost. No. So eleven points for fourteen health, and you took away his dodge. I don't know. He still I, has the black, and they give him yeah, this additional. But yeah, it, it's not enough. Not mm-hmm. for eleven points. You can't take away something as important as dodge, especially with all the minus dodge out there. Because if a dodge is rolled, it's still minus. Yeah. So it still doesn't count as an evade. Well, I guess it depends what happens first. Like the if you the, take away the his card's evade. ability or or the minus dodge from another ability. He hasn't rolled a dodge if you minus the dodge, is how I would have interpreted it. On his, like, his special card, you mean? Because the attacker stuff goes first. Hmm. So if he rolled a dodge and you have a minus dodge, that means the dodge is gone. He doesn't get an evade. Hmm. It's just a blank. Right, right. And yeah. I could be wrong. Like, Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I haven't might... put that much thought into that. Yeah. So there might be some sequence that means it's just an evade and you can't minus it. But... Uh, he, his problem in today's game is he doesn't have enough health. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't have enough health to be a meat shield. He still has... Yeah, he's not so much a meat shield like Omar who has no defense because he still has his black. He still has whatever he can roll on the white. And you took away Protector, which was a benefit to other, other people. people making them... Yeah. Which is kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. He Once he's bonded to someone, he's going to take a shot for them and yeah. they, they've taken that away. Yeah. So... I liked Han's card and think it might make him usable. Chewbacca's is to yeah, me. It may not make enough. It, it might it, not be enough. It's it's worth trying to see, but I don't. Yeah, I really don't see it. But eleven points that you're trying by using up a quarter of your force, more than a quarter of your force points, yeah. just to 
True. Put in a Wookiee that probably isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got smuggler keywords, so there's some cards that synergize well. And maybe the Wookiee command cards are adding are mm-hmm. going to boost him enough. But I don't know. I wasn't impressed with his. Yeah, it was... Out, out of the three upgrades that they've shown that came out of, with this set, his is definitely the weakest. I really liked Vader's. Yeah. I liked hands that think the point cost wasn't reduced quite enough. Mm-hmm. But Chewie's is just, I don't know. I, I just didn't like it. Yeah. And just to revisit, um, we're talking about Jared and Jax. From the previous article, uh, Jax, his thing was his little card. He, he's obviously a droid. Pierce, he has Pierce 1 and a surge for plus 1 wound. 4 health, 3 speed, blue attack, no defense. And he has a special ability supporting fire. While another friendly figure is attacking a figure adjacent to you, apply Pierce 1 to the attack results limit once per activation. He's in a small annoyance. He's not really... Yeah, so you send him out there and try to get him next to things to increase the damage you can do against somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say if he's... Well, he comes free. He's free. He's yeah. free, he comes with Jared. Well, and Jared's yeah, cards, he's, he's, worked he's into built the into the point cost. <laughs> but he's built into the point cost, but Jared is decent without him. Yes. So it's just a little bit extra something you get with him. And it's something that if someone wastes an attack on it to get rid of his yeah. pierced one, then it's not all bad. And if they don't and you have him beside a thing because he's not blocking line of sight, yeah. you get pierced one. And you can't complain about that. No, absolutely. Yeah, so that, that's really all there was new to, to, to look at. For Imperial Assault, you know, again, there hasn't been anything of, of new news, really. Well, I think that They've, might be because of what you want to talk about next, probably Legion. Legion, yeah. And they still are focusing huge on Destiny, the, the dice game, the collectible dice game, card slash well, dice game. Well, in theory, they should have enough development teams. <laughs> like, there should be a development team devoted to each yeah. game. Yeah. So, I don't know. It seems like they're dialing back Imperial Assault, maybe, just to kind of give that kick to their next miniature to, game to the new miniature game legion which looks like the classic style miniature game now going back to you know when we well, played 40k and that kind of thing where kind of that you have a field of miniatures but they're going to use cards for deployment movements and stuff it looks yeah. like instead of activating a unit you play a card that activates stuff it's yeah. kind of confusing for the information that I've read. Yeah, from what yeah. they've given us, they haven't given us a lot. Like, yeah, they show us a, an activation card, like push. It, it tells you the priority of the card. It, it gives you the order section where two units, so you can activate two units, it sounds like. Again, it's going to be one of their one of their games where they're using um, custom dice for it all. Yeah. And it looks like they're... The same gonna type be, of dice as, like, X-Wing. Yeah, so it's like... Eight-sided eight sided. and six-sided. With, um, like, the normal hit and critical hits and blanks. and Yeah. yeah it, it looks very similar to the X-Wing style. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting this, when, when you see more information come out. Um, one thing that I think is kind of neat is how they do um, unit movement. So if you're used to any kind of miniatures games, like Games Workshop ones, you, when you're using when you're moving a, a unit, you're, you're measuring each guy, each guy essentially. Yeah. Um, usually you're you're eyeballing it a lot, but in this one you just measure from the the leader. You send the leader out to the end of the ruler, and then the ruler has sort of like a, a circular um, piece that sort of shows you the range that the rest of the troops can move. So they can go past the leader. So they have like almost I don't know if it's a 
it's hard to tell how big this is. Is it like two inches? Does it say anything about kind of range? Like, like is a movement four? Like they don't really tell you what movement is in this. They say here's the ruler. You go to the end of the ruler, and then you have a, a, a circle around the central point that you can place the rest of the troops to to maintain unit cohesion. So your leader could be at the at the beginning of the turn. Your leader could be at the beginning of your uh, squad. And at the end of the turn, he could be at the back of your squad, and the squad could be ahead of him. Yeah, it speeds up gameplay. I don't oh, it definitely that. does. Yep. No, I, I like I like that's what I like that because yeah, it, it takes out the whole. I got a measure for every single dude. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I have a, a general. I know they all have to be in this. What I don't space. like, and what is rumored. Yeah. Now I don't know that there's confirmation on this yet. I right. just watched a presentation okay. on like YouTube based off of uh, what they presented at some game con thing okay is that the miniatures are different size from imperial assault uh yeah it does, doesn't surprise me i'd expect them to be kind of smaller because they're putting out more i guess no they're bigger oh they're I bigger think. oh i wasn't i was thinking they'd be smaller i forget i forget the scale difference but they they're different enough that you can't intermingle so all the right. people who've invested in imperial assault Sure. I mean, you'd want to buy the base set, of course, because yeah. it's going to have the dice and the rules and the cards and all that stuff. And the beginning miniatures for but, each side, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, different scale. I can't just import my already painted guys yeah. and start using them. It just, it's going to rankle people. I know it has. I've read stuff online yeah. of people who are like, I'm not getting involved in this game if I have to paint another dozen white stormtroopers again. Thank you. Especially when they bring out games like X-Wing where everything's painted nicely. Yeah, that's the thing. All the, all the ships, pre-painted. You get to the minis, nope. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> Stormtroopers. I mean, you, you can't make a white mold Stormtrooper for us. Well, and not only that, when you read this thing, it talks about how you have to assemble the miniatures. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to turn people off. <laughs> it's hey, like we're not running a charity here. <laughs> Fantasy Flight, or Jeff, you got to pay to play, buddy. Yep. There's, no. It does mention that you can. Yeah. It, it's enough that I won't be investing in it. Yeah, uh, like I can say that not without trying almost it. a certain deal. Yeah, I, I yeah. would have to see the game and say this is worth it. And I, well, I'm and, and also know... disappointed in the era that they've picked. In that it, it is again Empire versus Rebels. There is enough stuff out there that yeah. they should have presented options. Yeah, but they, this way they can bring. Darth Vader. Yeah, in. <laughs> they they could have gone before the Rebels and the Empire and done like Clone War era stuff. They could have gone after and done Resistance versus New Order. They could have done a yeah. lot of different mm-hmm. stuff. Nope, they could have. But they're missing the point that most people now who are getting invested in Star Wars, unless they're just speaking to our forty year old crowd, that. It, you gotta incorporate the stuff that yep. these people are growing up with, mm-hmm. yep. especially for a game that requires assembly and painting. Yeah. If you want young people to get involved in this, you gotta use your <laughs> head and actually <laughs> appeal to them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you have to put the explicit tag yeah, on explicit. this podcast. <laughs> you can bleep <laughs> go, that. Yeah. Oh, way to go! I can <laughs> well, have to bleep you now. Yeah, um, yeah. It yeah. Says, the unpainted, easily assembled miniatures. So they better be easy to assemble because. I don't want and, and games workshop level assembling. Yeah. I just want pop a couple arms on. That's so. What are you getting in in the the base set here? Um. Well, you know what? Do they even specifically say? From what I can see, it looks like a squad of stormtroopers with 
two on a speeder bike. Yeah. And Darth Vader, maybe two squads of stormtroopers. Yeah. I, I, I feel like looking at the price point for this and, and again, yeah, what I'm, what I'm seeing in the pictures is, is that, oh, this is going to be another pit. Yep. Oh, of course That's it exactly. is. You know, like, well, it's because like they're it. just going to be releasing more and yep. more. Absolutely. And if the price point is 90, 90 US for that, that set, holy cow. It all comes down to how are they going to release this? Is it going to be Imperial Assault style where they come out with more boxes? Or is it going to be um, X-Wing style where you're buying boosters? I think it's going to be X-Wing. because Which might be you know, at least a bit more attractive because at least the boosters for X-Wing aren't... And it's, you don't get have some to of the buy them all. Stuff. You don't have to buy them all. And unless you're getting into you know some of the specialty stuff, which can get a little bit pricier, they're reasonably priced. Well, or they... or I don't know. They, they might go the way that... Uh, games workshop went you know you're well totally you, know, you yeah. get like the smaller boxes where it's oh you get a terminator squad well yeah probably that's why yeah. i, I yeah, anticipate that, yeah that's what i would expect it you'll you'll so have you'll, your blisters I, for your heroes yeah. and blisters for your your squads i mean i know yeah. they're yeah. trying to get us to spend money but to make you spend money more money on a game you should parcel it out so that it's easier to swallow each time you buy yeah. it right? yeah not I, I, $80 box yeah. sets every time. And there shouldn't... I, I really can't see him doing the box set route just because, you know, an Imperial Assault, or it's... it's You're buying a box and it's a campaign. Yeah, it's, this is just it, skirmish. It's a, this is just skirmish. So once you have the box, you have the, the basics you need for the game, just like an X-Wing. Mm-hmm. You have all the basics you need for the game. Then you're just buying ships and this here is you're buying troops to customize your, your, um, your squads. Maybe they'll release... Um, well, they'll obviously have to release cards and stuff, and that'll come with the boosters. But, you know, what would they release books maybe, like GW style, to give you some more? Well, I, I even know if you need it. it. You don't need it. You don't it, need it. It's just all cards, probably. If you look at X Wing, I mean, they, they, yeah. they've released a few special, like, large ships that came with mini campaigns and some kind of story stuff. But again, that's in the but booster that's kind of thing. a booster pack. Or a box or whatever. A special yeah. big box that not a lot of people get because they're not usable in the, the, in the X-Wing In standard game, skirmish, right? yeah. So it's just you buy an individual ship or, in this case, squad. Or, well, if they go X-Wing, you might be buying them as individual miniatures. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, if that's the case... I mean, it'll be a little easier for people to get in, I think. And I that that's the only rational model I see for yeah. them to release this. Yeah, just not the that one... I like Games Workshop style of business, but it. I mean, no. well, as long yeah, as it's I not mean... Games Workshop prices, they're yeah. probably Wow, well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's not too far off. Yeah, it isn't. No. Yeah. 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 Next, they'll be releasing a magazine called Black Dwarf. <laughs> they, Black they Trooper. Saw, Black they Trooper, saw, yeah. They saw an yeah. overcrowded <laughs> market and said, me too. <laughs> Uh, we're yeah. definitely going. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely you know, from the, you know, none of us sound like we're ready to jump into this. That's for sure. So I'm still feeling well, the pain from Imperial. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. heavily invested in a Star Wars skirmish game already yep. that is more diverse. Already has units from the different eras. Why would I want to jump over? Yeah, like I, here I you're it, getting rid of yeah. the tiles that you're you're running around mm-hmm. on and making it free form on a table, which, which just increases time yeah it doesn't yeah. really add depth it just increases time because of measurement and well, stuff like that they'll capture the professional modeler crowd and the uh, oh, the, no, the people maybe. who the people who played played 40k or or now want a star wars said, you know what i yeah. i've always wished i could do this with star wars i don't know that it will because oh, the, I don't know the miniature the miniatures have to be pretty damn good quality for mm-hmm. them to capture that crowd and i i'm 
Not really not, seeing your, here. Your, your stormtrooper basic uniform of white. Yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 the from what you see in these pictures, they're, they're they look, standard. They look standard. Yeah. They look they're, they're decent. You know, they're I mean, if they're special, if but. they're like intricately posable, mm-hmm. and every trooper can be individualized, then people will get. Them. But then that also excludes a lot of the market that just yeah. wants to be able to set it up and play. Yeah, right? yeah. And easily assembled does not denote to me highly customizable it sounds to me like kate to make this miniature this size we had to unattach its weapon and you will glue its weapon to a kind of and those are the worst kind of miniatures or the speeder bikes might have one or two pieces you have to stick together yeah oh yeah knowing the quality people riding their little whatever those little tiny walkers are and knowing what they do for imperial Mm. assault i completely expect the miniature like the ones that are walking the normal trooper yeah Vader, those types of people i expect them to be already assembled assembled yeah as is maybe so the only pe- things that might It'll be, be like, are like the mini walkers and yeah the do-backs and stuff and that stuff. we have in imperial assault where you attach a guy to yeah the top that's true them. imperial assault has a few easily people. assembled yeah. dudes and that's what i would expect except for the ranker yeah, he hurts oh yeah he hurts <laughs> he hurts, he hurts. so yeah i don't know um I imagine people are there are people are going to be people who are maybe excited about this, especially if they weren't involved heavily involved in Imperial Assault. But yeah, it's been tried yep. and it's failed multiple times. People have tried to make a Star Wars skirmish miniature game that is equivalent to, well, maybe not equivalent to, but like yeah. uh, 40k or something like that, and it it kind of sticks around for your hardcore fan a little bit, but. There's previous versions that are going to be better than what this one was, just looking at the details. And I could be wrong if I ever see some people play it. And mm-hmm. I, I could have seen them, you know, ec- extracting a little bit more money out of me if if everything, you know, all of the figs that I have for Imperial Assault lined were, up. Were, were lined up into this and, and I could just field an army, Yeah, you yep. know, using the stuff I had. Oh, and then there's a little bit of different stuff that you could get with Legion that you can't get in the Imperial Assault, you know, arena. And, and the same way, you know, yep. going the opposite way. People who, you know, invest in Legion and then say, oh, hey, there's this, you know. There's a Wookiee squad. Yeah, here's this. Well, but on top of that, here's this this other game. We could be doing campaigns yep. with the things we bought with just a little bit more investment. That's that's kind of my you know, opinion. But, that's how it should yeah. have been marketed. Yeah, but yeah the, kind of like what they did with Masmora and Arcadia Quest. Yep. They have yeah, the cards exactly. that could use the same miniatures in both. But I yeah. I could I just could never justify going down this hole again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And especially they again started with just Imperial yeah. and Rebels. Yeah. Where yeah. was the mercenary? So many people enjoy playing the person who can play both sides mm-hmm. and they have such i mean the movies pretty much showed imperial rebels mm-hmm. it's like most of your troops just, just to save cost and stuff when it came down to the fighting you were looking at humans versus humans in armor right yeah and if you include mercenaries there's a much more diverse alien background you can get going yeah, and, and more interesting miniatures mm-hmm. that that's actually a good, a good point too you know possibly if this was Legion was being released in in a different you know different time like the the Clone Wars where I, you know hey there's a lot more interesting you know minis here mm-hmm. and uh, you know I I might have got sucked in well and but, it doesn't break your but yeah I, if you're not I, I heavily here, invested into the like extra lore of Star Wars where you're reading the comic yeah. books and stuff it's like you're gonna look at it like when did Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker meet up fighting in a, with in a like field? troops behind them in a Tatooine oh, town wait, or never? something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where if it was set in a different era, you have yeah. 
different droid armies. You have well, you have clone armies. You could have different Jedi. Yeah, yeah. You could have Ahsoka, sides. you know, on one side and Vader on the other, or you, whatever. Right? Dooku. You have Dooku, like yeah. a, a, what's her name? Asajj Ventress, and mm-hmm. like just you could reenact the Milai massacre on some Gungan village. Yeah, and who wouldn't <laughs> enjoy that? And, yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't. Know, I, I think kind of looking at this, I, I think. They, they probably thought, well, you know, we've got some models that we could just adjust a little bit, mm-hmm. pump out in a different scale. Well, we couldn't, you know, we, we can't we've... use a speeder bike in Imperial Assault, and we'd really like to use one. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that yeah. means, what, are we going to see AT-ATs now, too? <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> coming up, boom, boom, you know. That would be way too big. Uh, way too big. <laughs> I, I mean, because one of those things could fit, like, what, 100 troopers or something I inside of it? Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, they might. They, that would be expensive, but well, they I'd, might. I'd be like in 40k yeah. doing the Titans, Titans, yeah. which you can do. So I don't know. But, yeah, they, but yeah. then that's exactly it. If they yeah. wanted to make a skirmish game that encompassed the war, mm-hmm. they could have shrunk everything mm-hmm. and incorporated the larger vehicles and the tanks that you don't get to see in the movies yeah. because of production costs and right, stuff. Right. But here, if they're making the miniatures the same size or, or a little bit bigger. Or even if it's you know a little bit smaller, to make something that's on scale with an ATAT or whatever, then you're talking about huge. Yeah. yeah. And then you then you add in other things like speeders and all that kind of stuff, and it's like wow. So is this just fantasy flight trying to maximize their, yeah, milk their Star return Wars. on yes. on the Star Wars license before they lose it? Uh, I don't who knows if they'll lose it, but I mean, with with the current it, hysteria, it, I, I over can only Star imagine Wars, it had it had some sort of renewable timeline. Well, I'm sure it does. Like, they never, but, no one has the perpetual license. Yeah. Well, so yeah, but I mean, if if they can show a profit that they're, you know, yeah. the license is worth it for the company to keep renewing. Then. Because it's it's different than where they had the GW license for some of their games. Because mm-hmm. GW also produced games, and they decided, well, we're going to bring it back. Yeah, in where house. Disney isn't. Uh, Disney's not going to start producing games. They're not going <laughs> to no, start producing no. these board games yeah. for people. So I, I don't see them losing it that easily. I just see this yeah. as Fantasy Flight cashing in on the hype. When yep. you have a new Star Wars movie coming out every year, if they continue to have the production value that they've had, mm-hmm. it will draw fans in and they will look to involve themselves mm-hmm. outside of the movies. And but like I said, they're, I mean, they're not leveraging it in, in that way, though. Like, we're, we're not seeing... You know, we're not seeing a lot of stuff out of the out of the new movies, right? Right, not yet. It's, but it's just, like, we're going back to 1977 yeah. every single time. Yeah, but like Fantasy Flight has been the most successful game publisher for Star Wars, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because prior be there have been a few others. Sure, there's been other little miniature games, but they didn't take off. There's been other card games that didn't, well, you know, people liked, but again, didn't capture the imagination like Destiny did. Destiny was a hu- is a huge well, for them. As X-Wing soon as you add the addictive them. quality, that's the thing. Yeah. FFG is great at ad- adding that addictive got to But even the non-addictive quality. stuff, like X-Wing. X-Wing is not like a, a collector, like, ooh, what, what ship am I going to get in this pack? It's, it's a set thing, and it's huge, right? Um, yeah. Imperial Assault never quite took off because the high price point. Well, yeah. It, high price point, and you see at, like... If you're just playing it for campaign, you're looking at all these other miniatures that yeah, it, it come in boxes and stuff that you just aren't – they look good, but they just don't work in the game. Right. It, yeah, there's the a lot of balance issues with it. them are just not going to be there. Yeah. No, tons of balance issues and, and all that. It's, it was, yeah, it's, it's – there, there's there's definitely flaws with I Imperial think Assault. But. The develop, 
movement team on Imperial Assault kind of, I think they lost their focus of what they wanted the game to be when the skirmish aspect started to pick up tournament-wise and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. they, they kind of tried to play both sides, and I can see Legion coming out as kind of the death of skirmish and imperialist like not that they'll stop supporting it necessarily as long as people keep buying it Mm -hmm. but the fact that you can't get people out to a store championship in this place as big as edmonton yeah and you're looking at three people showing up to a store championship is pretty indicative of Mm -hmm. where the game's headed and that's because of the price yep yeah when you keep changing the meta i I, I think it's but but i think it's you know they'll, they'll change the meta and then someone optimizes it, yeah. mm-hmm. and and then all you see is the same list. Yep. Everyone's playing the same list, and they and so then they change the meta, and someone optimizes it. Yeah, well, uh, and if you don't buy into the new meta, you have no chance. And that's right. kind of the the folly of all these types of games, whether it be card games or whatever. Um, there's always some kind of meta. There's always some kind of power list that people are copying to try to you know to win everything, and, it, and it's sort of unfortunate. It but kills it. it. It does. It does. It really does. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's a good place to stop. Um, so, like we said, it's coming out. Well, we're, we're apprehensive. <laughs> um, you know, like, we're, we're going to have you to... you tuned in for that? Okay, yeah. it's, it's coming out. It's coming out, guys. No. <laughs> you might be really looking forward to it, and that's great. Yeah. You know, if you're not heavily involved in Imperial Assault, or even if you are and you're really looking forward to Legion, that's great. You know, let us know what you think when it comes out and, and how you're enjoying it. Um, we're we're on the fence. We're not going to be buying it, but you know, if unless we try it out, if I try it out and it's, I find like, wow, this is really really good. That might be the only thing that might push me over, but I doubt it because oh, this is the price point. The price yeah, points. I, yeah, I'd rather I sink my money into like pockets. Kingdom Death at this point. Yeah, because there's more playability there than mm-hmm. playing a game across the table from people that just you know you you get into this pattern of yeah it's the same thing over and over because they like this list i like this list and eventually you realize which one's overbalanced and it just becomes a money sink because the next thing that comes out might change everything and you have to get it yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly so um so going forward um the second segment may change a bit in, in future episodes. So as, as opposed to like, we've been, we've already changed it a bit as it is. Like we, we talk about Imperial Assault. Sometimes we've, sometimes we've talked about Arcadia quest or Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. So it's going to, it's just going to continue to be fluid like that. Um, it'll just probably be a little less Imperial Assault because we're, we're not playing it as much as we used to. Um, you know, we are looking forward to this new heart of the empire campaign. So mm-hmm. we'll be picking it up. We'll be playing it and then we'll talk about it. But because we're not as involved in the skirmish as much as we used to be, I you see this segment just being a bit more fluid and, and we'll be talking about other things. Um, there's a few, couple of us, or there's myself and another friend of ours who have Gloomhaven coming in when, on the version two. So I'm sure we'll be talking a bit about that as we play it and try it out. There's we're, We've been doing, you know, looking to do some more Kingdom Death. So we'll probably be talking about, about a bit about that. And even if we get back into and do some more Arcadia Quest, we'll talk about that. So the the the, the second segment's going to be uh, changing. So as, as we as we do different things, we'll talk about them. But the first segment's always going to be talking about the two different games and comparing them. So anyways, that's it for this episode, our one-year anniversary. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on our website at www.boardnowgaming.com. 
Uh, check us out on Facebook at slash BoardNowGaming. We're also on Twitter um, at BoardNowGaming. We have a subreddit. Um, on Reddit, it's uh, reddit.com slash r slash BoardNowGaming. Um, so any of those venues, you can reach out to us and talk to us. Um, we can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And uh, check out our guild on Board Game Geek. So that's that's like the closest thing we have to forums is right there on Board Game Geek. Um, if you don't know how to find it, go to our website and right on the main page in the bottom, there's a bunch of different links and one of them takes you right to our guild. So then you could go check it out and reach out to us there if you'd like. Um, but anyways, uh, thanks for listening. And until next time, keep on gaming. Board now. <laughs>